Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting FilmSack. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash FilmSack and start living a better life today. You know the deal. Successfully complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. You fail to follow my orders in any way, and I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull. Good dog. We are a black ops unit, meaning nothing you see here ever happened. Savant! Your commanding officer will be Colonel Rick Flagg. Or would you rather be called Derlin? I'd rather not be called at all. Peacemaker. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Welcome to Film Sack, everybody. This is Film Sack. Mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 523. I am Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian. The weasel is dead. I repeat, the weasel is dead. Dunaway. I can't swim. Oh, hi. <laughs> and welcome to the Film Sack. It's kind of like Film Sack, but with some tweaks to the formula. Don't worry. We didn't change everything. We still all have teeny explosive devices de- implanted into our base of our skulls in case any of us goes rogue and suggest we watch Catwoman again. Also a DC property. <laughs> Anywho, recently I made a promise to myself that next time I sacked a movie, I'd be on the lookout for red flags. And if I saw any, I would do the healthy thing and I would unsubscribe from HBO Max. <laughs> in killing Joel Kinnaman, kind of a big dead flag. Spoilers. And now I'm set. Look. I cherish sackable films with all my heart. I don't care how many directors, producers, and actors we have to sacrifice to get them, including casting Sylvester Stallone as a CGI shark. A rocky shark. Do-do-do-do-do. A rocky shark. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> hey, Randy. You got a starfish on your face. Starfish is slang for butthole. Any connection? Ha! My teeny bullet goes into your teeny bullet. Take that, Randy. <laughs> wow. All right, this is good. I like that. I like that. You're just gonna, just gonna, n- never learn the correct uh, baby shark. No, no. look, no, I don't want to get. Look, those baby shark people are very litigious. Mm-hmm. The Simpson Henson <laughs> Company, who is owned by Disney now, oddly enough, not extremely litigious about the Manamanan song, yeah. which I oh. think 
is a better earwig, yeah. so I always go with Yeah. Well, the one time you did, you did this. You did this one time. Baby shark. That's right. That's right. Like I said, don't want to get sued by the baby shark people. It's kind of close. Like you're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> that was really great. All right. Also with us, Randy, like a hole in Pete Davidson's face, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Thank Hi. you for coming. I'll get straight to the point while taking massive detours through really cool ideas that I just can't cut because they're so cool. Okay. Mm. You're going mm-hmm. to want to get my new book, How to Manage the World Using Criminal Superheroes. And most importantly, you're going to want to follow my three basic rules. Mm. Number one. When you send out your airplane full of freaks, you should also send in a backup team. Make sure the backup team is actually kind of better than your primary team. I know that doesn't make sense from an operational standpoint, but it will as soon as you get to number two. Number two, send in a third team that's a backup team to the backup team. Now you're playing three-dimensional chess. These guys are even better than your first two teams, and your first two teams included homicidal Captain America, homicidal Iron Man, Lady Joker, a guy who's a combination of Groot and the Incredible Hulk, Okay, okay. Now it's time for number three. Send in a backup team for the backup team that was the backup team for the backup team. Boom. Where do you even find these people? That's right. The Infinity Prison, where you're storing countless superheroes. (laughs) Just make sure to only group them up by personal conflict. You wouldn't want the people you're sending to save the world to feel too simpatico with each other. (laughs) Tell each you other thought to... long and hard about this, Randy. Eat a beach of dicks, they'll tell each other. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd eat the whole thing. It's a, you would. Uh, also, with us finally, Brian, his helmet looks like a toilet seat as well. Ibit. Well, it did. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There's someone holding for me on line one. Okay, I'll grab it. Hi, this is James Gunn. <laughs> yes, I, I am going to be making a sequel to Suicide Squad in a couple of years. I mean, it's 2018 now, and unless the world goes crazy, should be in theaters by summer 2020. <laughs> uh, anyway, what can I do for you? Oh, you're from the Starland Vocal Band? Oh, yeah, I remember your hit, Afternoon Delight. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, yeah, sure, just because I pulled in some great one-hit wonder songs from obscure bands for Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, it doesn't mean I'm mm. going to do it for every movie. All right? Okay, thanks. Bye now. Must not tweet. Must not tweet. Must not tweet. Oh, line four? Okay. Hello, this is James Gunn. Yes, I am doing a new comic book movie, but it's not for Marvel this time. Who's this? Oh, Pantone Color Institute? Oh, yes, I'm familiar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yes, I know I used a lot of garish bright colors in my other movies, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do that for every movie. Oh, Pantone 225C? Let me pull that one up. Oh, oh yeah, that is a really nice magenta. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll see. All right, thanks. Bye now. Oh, maybe just one tweet. Just one tweet. Oh, line five? Okay. Hello, James Gunn. Oh, hey, Michael Rooker. Uh, yeah, good to hear from you. Uh, sure. Yeah, I've got a part for you in my new movie. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, really, really juicy role. Uh, lots of dialogue, plenty of merchandising opportunities. Yeah, okay, let's meet on Monday. Have your agent set something up. Okay, bye now. Oh, shit. <laughs> Poor Rooker. Poor Rooker. stand a chance. That's great. Now, look. Don't tweet that, man. Yeah. Not unless you right, lose yeah. your job with Disney. 
just don't tweet. You can just stop, stop with don't tweet. Just yeah, don't like, tweet. Maybe don't just tweet. Just don't tweet. Uh, just don't uh, Twitter, tweet. Twitter is for journalists. Yeah. And <laughs> that's about it, really. That's, that's all, about it. That's I think. it? Okay. All right. <laughs> that's, that it? That's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a new rule. News to me. Here's what's funny. Wow. Here's what's funny. Uh, well, it's funny because unless you were, I guess some people may not know this, but James Gunn was under a huge uh, uh, problem for a bit there because of some old tweets yeah. that he'd posted back in like 09 or something. And then for a brief minute was like fired from from Disney to ever do another Guardians movie. And then all the yeah. Guardians cast were like, we don't think this is worthy of fire. And they were, you know, we were he's all not in, the, in, we're not in. Exactly. And then, that was mostly Batista though, right? Yeah, he was pissed. Yeah, I think it was mostly Batista. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because Batista turned down a role in this movie to be uh, 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 Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Uh, I'm glad. I'm so yeah. glad he, he turned, did because he turned it, it down. It, it would have been, it yeah, it been too in my face to be thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Than this uh, I agree. I totally agree. I think it was the right cho- choice, but it's just kind of funny. It's like, I'm going to, I'll back him to the end of the earth. Okay. You want to be in my next yeah. movie? No, I'm going to be right. in the Are you crazy? And also, and this will be my last, this will be my last movie as Drax. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, right, right. All these, all this uh, <laughs> solidarity effort. I'm not doing shit. But he ended up doing he he ended up picking that Snyder zombie thing we watched. So uh, yeah, yeah. So know. he we got him we yeah. got him regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and technically Snyder got everybody because Snyder's a right. uh, Snyder's an executive producer on this film as well. So that guy's all over the. Yeah, they're all they're ABC all connected stuff. in together, mm-hmm. which is yep. good. Yeah, it's yep. fine. Good thing. It's fine. So we're talking about the Suicide Squad, not 2016's Suicide Squad. Starring at least two of the cast, three of the cast, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Waller. there's only three people who yeah. carry forward from the previous movie, which is kind of a shame because that was that was a great cast. Well, sure. four. Uh, four was people. There, was there four? Oh, yeah, yeah, Boomerang, yeah. Because we, we did have Harley Boomerang come Quinn. back. You're right. Yeah. Oh, Boomerang, Boomerang was a director. Harley, never saw the first the director one. in. Yeah. Oh, Amanda uh, Waller. Waller Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amanda. I, I thought it was just Amanda Waller. Uh, uh, not Nick Cage. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn yeah. and uh, uh, Flag. Rick Flag. Is that the only right. thing? Yeah. No, no, we had no, Boomerang. Captain, came Captain Boomerang too. came back from the first one. Too. Okay, yeah. so he, but not for long. Yeah, not for long. It. I was gonna say, what a bummer, because I never saw the first one. One of these days, we'll have to see the. Wait a minute. Hold oh, the really? phone. Yeah, I never saw it. How you gonna talk about this? How yeah. you gonna? How you gonna I, be this, talking about? It's easy to talk about this part movie first. At some point, you have to stop reading comic books to watch some comic book movies, Scott. That's you, right. At some point, you've you're right. Do it. You're not wrong. I've been reading more Suicide <sighs> comics than I have been watching su- Suicide uh, Squad uh, movies for sure. Uh, and that's actually true. I binged like a huge run of Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and really enjoyed it. And uh, I think it's fine if you didn't see the first okay. one. Yeah. Okay, so I just, um, but I think I, I think know. there's some. I think I, let's let's like quickly hit the the high points though from the first one, like the things you kind of need to know, right? Really? Because like, I don't. Um, the, the whole the first point one, of the second movie is you don't need the first one anymore. Yeah, I don't uh, think you need the no, first they, one. They, they the run completely. One. Yeah, you, this is a total mm-hmm. standalone movie. You don't have to yeah. see the first one. It's yeah, fun think, if you've seen the first one. I think it's yeah. fun to see the first one because there yeah. are some some good moments that it. Uh, um, up until, I mean, up until the most recent Wonder Woman, it it was probably the most comedic of the newer DC films. Am I forgetting? Uh, Shazam was pretty funny. Uh, oh, Shazam. Yeah. Okay, yep. Shazam actually was was funnier, yeah. but it did well, have some comedic. The, the first Suicide Squad had some comedic moments. Sure. Um, not nearly on the level of this. It almost made it difficult to uh, 
um, to write an intro because a lot of the yeah. jokes you'd make are jokes in the yeah. film. I knew enough I mean, to know. I mean, that. when he said when he said starfish is slang for buttholes, like shit. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, lo- okay. Like, look, I know teams, enough. But- I knew enough to know that Flag and Harley were friends from the first. You know, they became friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So right. I knew that. So I knew that that hug meant more than just a hug, and I knew that. Her, you know, him passing was a big deal. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, we're going to talk spoilers because this is film sack. We're not yeah. going to. Oh, yeah. yes. All the way stuff. to the very end scene. We're going to spoil every bit of this yeah. movie. We yeah. just don't have just the benefit go, of a 10 year old film here. It's on HBO Max for like another three weeks. Just go watch it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was it like a $15 level for the for the for the HBO Max yeah. thing? So, I mean, yeah, like yeah, you, price for one movie. Ticket. If you don't already have Max, then it's just get the trial and you can cancel before yeah. the end of it. But um, but anyway. I just like I, I just I can't stop thinking about the first movie because it's like if you haven't seen it, like there's the, the entire creation of Harley Quinn uh, by the Joker. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, yeah. there's the, the first one was a Will Smith movie, admittedly, and it was yeah. very, very much Will Smith plays superhero the way the way Will Smith has always played anything heroic. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's it's ta- it's like it's taken from all of his other movies but it's he doesn't overpower the whole movie mm. like there's there's all these other characters right yeah yeah uh, harley quinn kills it still to show yeah you know, i would actually say the first movie was the jared leto overpower he was a bit much yeah. right like he, yeah no one yeah, no one wasn't was in happy there for very that. long so you know yeah. really, but, but he he ate up the scenery every time he was yeah, in there he did. actually didn't like uh, Suicide Squad because of the overabundance of Harley Quinn. For whatever reason, she did not like that character in that first movie and couldn't even make it 10 minutes into Birds of Prey. Well, good news. In this one, in this new yeah. one, Harley Quinn is in a whole other movie that intersects yeah. with this one every <laughs> totally. now and then. Yeah. And, and the Tina B, liked the B story. Thing. What she watched of it, she actually liked. And I think that was part of yeah, it. Yeah, was that it? The Margot Robbie? Yeah, the, yeah. the lack of Margot Robbie. I think she's, you know, She's just frustrated because people confuse her for Margot Robbie all the time. Oh, um, yeah. like, like physically, confuse me just... for John Cena all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say confuse you for the Joker, but okay. No, John the Cena. minute the, look, the <laughs> minute not? Brian gets into his whitey tidies and walks out in the jungle, we all think it's John Cena. <laughs> right. I love those whitey tidies. Yeah, those, those are freaking yeah. awesome. They were great. He was great. Uh, I got, I'm going to say, I'll say it early. I think this may be like the best acting John Cena's ever done. I really think that. Yeah, I've seen a I lot mean, of movies. Gun Gun cast him for that reason, thinking that he could, he had the chops to yeah. to and, bring something sympathetic. And you don't yeah. have to be a good actor to to be good in that role. And jumping right, right. to the trivia, like uh, apparently Gun didn't give him initial notes, like didn't tell him what to do initially, mm-hmm. and and specifically told him not to read any comics. For, to yeah. prepare for this character, which is just mind-boggling to me, I'm like like you're treating John Cena like he's the greatest actor of all time, yeah. and you're gonna just like find out what he does. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was but, smart though because I mean, allowed him to 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 take a little bit of time. Now, John Cena, according to the trivia, like uh, Randy read there, uh, John Cena originally was gonna play it uh, like a drill sergeant, mm-hmm. and so right. and then Gunn said no. How about this instead? Yeah, yeah. Captain and this America. Is, he he describes himself as Captain America or douchebag Captain America is how he describes. Yeah, it. which, which, uh, like, uh, not not really like the comics. Like this character in the movie is kind of like uh, the Homelander minus evil. 
right? Yeah. Like he's <laughs> right. He's homicidal. He's very very murdery, mm-hmm. but he's not Homelander. You know, like, like that that bad. You know, right? Which is I I think is the right call. Like I I really like the idea of him being a, a Captain America who just kills anybody anytime to get his way. You know? Yeah, he's yeah. got this. Um, by the way, goes all the way back to sixty seven. This is an old character. Mm-hmm. And uh, back then it was a little more, you know, straightforward, like he's here to save the day sort of stuff. Um, but this this evolution from hero to anti-hero kind of and he's in trouble because he's murderous. But he but he always does it, you know, for the patriotic reason. Like, yeah, if, if we don't want this hard drive to get out, for example, I'm willing to kill this 23 year old girl and I'm willing to kill her yeah. rat and I'm willing to kill everybody around me because the bigger picture and my loyalty to country is is greater. Like that's a dark, that's a dark turn, but he's sincere about it. Like, yeah, he means it, and that's dark in its own weird way. And it sets, yeah. I think, it sets him apart from Homelander. And I can't, and, and I can't wait to watch uh, its Peacemaker, the uh, the HBO series. Max series yeah. coming yeah, up. He's in, getting a series already in which production. Is insane, January twenty twenty two. Right, but. But you got to hold for a second on the fact that in this movie, what's so wonderful about Peacemaker is contrasting him constantly with Bloodsport, played by Idris yeah. Elba, because Great. they are they are a couple in yeah. this movie. They're they are right. a yeah. movie couple, yeah. and <laughs> it's almost it's almost to the point where you're like, oh well, I like pretty early on in the movie, I was like, spinoff movie coming with Idris Elba and John Cena. Like they right. just they have chemistry for days. Yeah, they well, really do. Yeah. All the way down to the bullet sex they had near the yeah. end. <laughs> and that penetration. Yeah, the penetrating yeah. bullet was insane. Yeah. Um the girl the I want to give a shout out to Ratcatcher too. Uh she Oh my gosh, she's so good. She's great. Uh-huh. She's the heart of the film for me. <clears throat> and um yeah. I liked her character a, a whole lot. Uh we haven't mentioned it, but there's a there's a cameo as her father, Ratcatcher One, uh is played by uh Taika Watiti. Which yeah, is yeah, just yeah. great to see these kind of crossovers between these weird directors, and they all kind of work for each other here and there, and do little bips and bops and stuff. And I love that. I love seeing him do stuff like that. But he was just there for some flashback stuff. But um, uh, I, I everything about her character is stupid on paper, and like just oh, I control the rats. It's like who cares? It's not that big of a deal. It's she is so well played. She's such a sympathetic character. Uh, Whoever that actress is is somebody to watch. Her, man. her name is Daniela Melchior. Yeah, she, right. Which uh, is a shame. She's like way down on the IMDb list. I mean, she has well, a, a very prominent role in the movie, but depends. This on is hard to, She's she's of. new. Like this this is her yeah. first English speaking role mm-hmm. uh, in in all of IMDb, and she only has like nine other credits, and they're all Spanish television shows. Right. Yeah. Well, she, this is going to set her on the course for something bigger. Oh, are they telenovelas? No, this, these are Portuguese television. Oh yeah, Portuguese. Sorry. That's right. Oh, that's right. She's okay. from Portugal. I, I knew that. I don't know. Well, she's proved that she can uh, she can carry the heart of a movie, and I think we're going to see more from her. Hell yeah, she's dude. She's she's great. Time. She just really sold it sold it for me. She's the one that made everything have more punch and and more emotional heft to it, which is a thing I want to say about this movie that that I loved about it, and it's it's present in the Guardians films and other James Gunn work. He has a way of having just raucous, ridiculous, over-the-top, in this case, violent and sweary, good-time fun. with, And then there's there's big, fat heart in the middle of it. He always yeah. does that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it. He just pulls it off and makes it work every time. It, and there, and it's yeah. in everything. It's even in yeah. Joel Kinnaman's face while well, he's got the shard God. in his chest and John Cena's inspre- expression. 
is again the best acting I'm ever going to see out of John freaking Cena. Like, <laughs> that's true. It's yeah. really, really great. If I had any complaint at all, it's just that the A team, or you know, the distraction team. Sorry to <laughs> say A team again so quickly after we just watched A team. It's just that we had to watch the A team. That's yeah. my yeah, only we just did it. We had to do it. I, the only thing that bugged me about that was. I don't know enough about like Pete Davidson's character. I mentioned at the top of the show got his face blown off when he walked out on the beach. Yeah. What did the what did Blackguard what were Blackguard's powers even? What did he do? That is hilarious. I saw the same thing. I went down a huge yeah. rabbit hole to find out what I was like. What was his powers? Because I was like, I don't remember him actually using them. He didn't. He's just a, a guy with gadgets. And I went through the whole history, even trying to find history about Blackguard uh, was was not easy mm-hmm. any any more than just oh he's one of the 1000 or mm-hmm. one of the 100 and he's got and it's like well what what does he do yeah yeah Ch- what check does this, he do? check this out in our discord there's there's this picture of blackguard that i found uh let's see if i can actually post it why isn't that working what's oh. your opinion on pete davidson while we always sit and i think it's fine. Like fine. yeah i like him yeah. too i think he was a fine pick for he's, this thing like like John Cena, he's becoming a pretty good actor. Like he's been, mm-hmm. he's definitely been you know practicing, <laughs> like yeah. like yeah, you right. know uh, uh, taking acting and and working at it and taking roles that cause him to have to learn to be better. Like Plus he's got like a he's got like a dark he's got a real dark side to him. You know, famously yeah. talking yeah. about suicide off off air and people at SNL yeah. freaking out and and all of that. And I think that that is going to benefit him as an actor because he's got depth and yeah. You know. Yeah, because that King of Staten Island is great. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's uh, that's really good. Yeah, I need to see whatever. I, I he'll always be the that that okay character Chad, from SNL. Chad, Chad. Chad. okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the okay. other one. Uh, what's her name? Mogul, Mongol, Mo- Mongol. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The name is Mongol. Yeah, she, I've Mon- seen Mongol. She's the she's the daughter of Mongol. Oh. I saw her right. in some super. Not super friends. Uh, Justice League, more recent, like two, mid two thousands Justice League episodes. I just put a pick in the right. in the Discord that. So she was immediately. I went, oh, I know her from a thing, and I don't remember anything now, about the her, actress but- who played her. She is like she's serious. Like she's got she's she's serious uh, with that workout routine. She yeah. is, uh, and she's she seriously built dead now. So. They're all what? They're all dead. Oh, that whole oh, okay. you mean, the, the, you mean the story? Yeah, everybody but freaking <laughs> the weasel who in the post credits gets to get up and move around again, and he's well, you, he, you can't kill your brother. No, I was gonna say you can't yeah. kill Kirk from freaking Gilmore Girls. Who's gonna do that? Yeah. That's a bad idea. But yeah, he. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so the way Weasel's built, he looks like he's got zero like upper body, and then this weird <laughs> gut. So great about it. It looks just like his brother. Just- it looks just like him. And that guy got two roles in this. Uh, yeah, Sean, yeah. Gunn. Sean Gunn got this and Calendar Man in the um, yeah. in the prison prison scenes. Yeah. Who apparently Calendar Man's a real dick. It turns out, I guess. Uh, yeah, DC likes characters that write stuff all over their faces, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Zaz does that sort of thing, doesn't he? Or all over his body. Yeah, I, I am never going to stop making fun of the Prison of Infinity uh, criminals. Like I just, <laughs> I just like that is the stupidest, fun, most fun thing that I can think of. That you're just yeah, like yeah. we're just gonna we're gonna invent a bunch of characters and you just keep them all in this prison and we'll just go yeah. get them whenever we need them. It was in uh, Nathan Billion, the detachable kid. It was yeah. that was oh my god! I 
I just laughed so hard because they made him, they made his power slow enough. It was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. It's right. so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost, that was almost bad. That came really, really close Very to being close. bad. Mm-hmm. That's what was good about it. Well, it, it, yeah. TDK, they rode the line so hard. TDK is a character that you can find in the comics. And if, so old time fans are going to be like, oh, I can't believe they made him. Yeah. People who have no idea are going to be like, a, how come Nathan Fillion only has two lines in this movie? And B, what's going on with his arms? Like that's just so right. effed up. They move so slow is great. It's a it's a bold move. Like I, the fact that they used yeah. him at all is like a bold move, and I think yeah. I respect it. Um, There's something to be laugh. said for for James Gunn getting these cameo appearances, like basically saying, "Hey, uh, Stallone," or "Hey, Fillion, do you want to come in here, do a couple lines, and uh, you know, and not really have yeah. to be here for much of the." The filming of the movie. Yeah, um, sign me up. Yep. There's a little, Did that, you know, there's a little story Guardians about of the Stallone. Galaxy too. There's a yeah, little uh, Stallone story here. It goes like this. Uh, as for how James Gunn got Sylvester Stallone to play the role, it didn't take a whole lot of convincing. Gunn said to him, I wrote this role for you in the Suicide Squad. It won't take much of your time. And Stallone replied, oh, yeah? He says, to which said, he says, yeah, it's, it's a big kind of chubby human eating shark. To which Stallone replied, anything for you, brother. <laughs> and he was oh, in Guardians, right? Wasn't he in Guardians one or two or something? He was, yeah, two. yeah, he was. Okay. He's uh, going to be a character guard. in the in the next one. He's one of the original. Well, in the right. comic, that character, I think it's Johnny Ninety Nine, is one of the original uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, right. His wonders. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the one trying to get. Yeah, because he's all mad. You betrayed me. Yeah. Uh, the other, it also goes on to say, uh, uh, Idris Elba was initially hired to replace Will Smith. Uh, James did you Gun- call him Idris Elbow? Because everybody has trouble <laughs> saying his last name. And if you go elbow, I'm, I said Elba. I'm going elbow. I definitely said Elba. It. I definitely said Elba. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. And it's, it's Starhawk or, uh, Staka Ogord. So uh, before somebody emails him, says that he's not Johnny 99. Yeah. But back to elbow. Yeah. Back, yes, to elbow. back to elbow. Uh, he was Idris supposed Elba. to replace Will Smith as Floyd Lawton slash Deadshot. But was later decided Elba would play this other character, Bloodsport, to allow Smith to return in the future. Because the whole uh, Smith right. Smith didn't deny or didn't mo- not want to be in this. He had other shit going on. He's in that um, right. Shoot, what's the new movie? He's in some new Oscar bait movie. Anyway, I uh, think it's still good. I think he's still good. Yeah, I think he, he's still he good may come part. back. Like imagine a, yeah. imagine the conflict between uh, Will Smith, you know, between Bloodsport and Deadshot. Like that's a great right. That, that'd be it a absolutely great is because Bloodsport is actually a free agent again because of what happened at the end of this movie. They're protected. They don't have to follow along with the Suicide Squad mantra of, you know, you've got an explosive in my head. But this reminds me that the first movie, uh, it basically starts with Batman rounding up the criminals. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, right. you know, so like Batman captures him mm-hmm. uh, and puts him in, in that infinity jail. And this, I spent this whole movie waiting for Batman to show up. And it was like, I knew he wasn't, right? But like, not knowing anything else about the movie, when it started, I had just looked at the cast list on IMDb and I saw TDK and I thought, oh, that's the Dark Knight. That's what TDK said. Oh, Nathan Fillion is going to show up as Batman. And then (laughs) that would have been awesome, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He would have been, he would have been, I like your fan fiction. Nathan Fillion has the perfect lower jaw for Batman. Yeah. And like, because that's all Batman is, right? As a, Just as a lower man, jaw with a man suit around face. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but so then when we're in the plane and he's talking, I'm like, that's Nathan Fillion over there. Wait, yeah. no, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. That's anyway. awesome. Where's this story going? I love that, actually. No, so here's some of my favorite bits of trivia. Effects wise, there's lots of guts and blood in this thing. 
Um, this ra- uh, very yes, rated, this very is, rated this R. brings me to the. Yeah, this brings me to the point where I go. Uh, my my significant other thought the first Suicide Squad was way better than the Suicide Squad because of the a gratuitous, gross. Uh, oh, rated oh. R. See, I disagree. Wow. Yes. For me, the the R rating made it more in line with the comic books and therefore right. more authentic for me. I, I don't, you know, where was it a little over the top in some ways? Sure. I guess, but, uh, it's it sure, I guess destroying the, people's faces, you know, Pete well, Davidson's did, face blowing out. Sure. What did she think of uh, Deadpool or Deadpool two? She didn't watch those. So therefore oh, yeah. she didn't like, I wouldn't have liked those either. <laughs> Probably not. No, yeah. she said, nah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so this is cool. James Gunn's favorite shot in the film is when King Shark ripped a man in half. And here's why. King Shark was CGI. His victim was a dummy with prosthetics. So that is not a CGI victim getting torn in half. And here's the best part. Steve Agee, who plays the uh, John Economos or whatever his name is that works for Waller. He's the hairy nerd that's, you know. Oh, sure. The The most prominent of her her employees. Yeah. He's He's a big nerd. He's a comedian guy. Been around forever. Used to do that Sarah Silverman show. Anyway. Um, he is the CGI stand-in for all of King Shark's performance. So uh, anytime you saw King Shark, you were actually seeing a, <laughs> a green-screened-up uh, Steve Agee walking around doing stuff. Forgive me, forgive me if I totally missed something, but did anybody else ever catch anyone in this movie refer to him as King Shark? Because I think they no. always called him Nanaway. Yeah, at the beginning yeah. they did. Uh, Amanda Waller when they, when he was she was walking Idris Elba mm. around, and I only know this because of my second. I had, I watched it twice because I had to capture stuff for it the second time, mm-hmm. and right, um, right. she was showing him around the prison and saying who he was going to work with. And now John Cena's in tow, and now they're on the the part of the thing where all the weirdos really are. And she opens it up, and they're like, "Holy shit, what the hell is this?" Looking at the shark and. He's in there reading a book. Me read book or whatever he's doing. Me read book. And she goes, this is, she goes, this is King Shark. Uh, oh, okay. Then, I think, right, I yeah, missed, okay. I missed that. And I, and it, it grew on me as the film went by. I'm, I'm waiting. Like they keep calling him Nanaway and I get it. Like that's his name. Mm-hmm. So of course they, they know him and they're working with him. And this, so like, I guess someone asked him off camera, like what, what, what do you want us to call you? But it's just like, as, as the movie was going, I'm like, when are they going to, Anybody, somebody, some person on the street with a starfish on your face. Say, say the name King Shark. What's happening? <laughs> and not, and what's how do we feel rec- about? Go ahead. Right. How do we feel about Starro? How do we feel about his uh, the in, in, introduction into this? Hold on, Starro, uh, help me. Starro, the starfish. Yeah. Oh, the starfish. starfish. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, it's the most James Gunn ass thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the first, uh, is the first foe of the, the the Justice League, right? Isn't that isn't that how that goes? I think so. If I remember correctly, it's very old. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's very old. Super cheese ball. Starro the Conqueror. And him, him again, a very bold move. Like, I don't know who, I don't know who at the studios he had to convince and say, look, I know this is going to look like a big pink starfish, but that's the point. <laughs> Because it's really an alien and it's horrible <laughs> and it shits out these smaller versions of itself and takes over people. No, it doesn't shit them out. It it ejects them from like from its armpits. What the, the starfish equivalent of armpits? Yeah, yeah. which has technically it's like fantastic. five sides, like six armpits or something. But right. but yeah, like <laughs> right. that thing. Just, that thing is ridiculous on paper, and I think execution here is super strong because the audience is supposed to immediately go a starfish. What the frick? And then they get close-ups of its gnarly skin and its violent ways and its mind-controlling bullshit and it's smashing people and bloodying them up. Like it's the perfect way to do something that dumb. It's yeah. great. I, I I I couldn't decide while I was watching the movie. I'm like, oh god, did they have they made a huge mistake 
is is this going to just, you know, is this going to fail? Yeah. It's easy and, to wonder, right? Like you're like, yeah. this is your big bad at the end of the thing. What are you going to do here? And then they did these like amazing, elegant set piece scenes like, you know, Harley Quinn diving into that with the javelin into the eye. And now right. she's floating in, in the eyeball. Yeah. yeah. That was such a, a cool. Check the, off. The music javelin was right. Shoved in your eyeball. <laughs> Dude, okay. okay but, but stop. Stop for a minute for me, because there's there's two ways to go here. And I want to make sure we go one of them. All right. Uh, OK, so like we're about to talk about Peter Capaldi. Hold on that. All right. The thing. Let's let's come back a moment. There is a scene in the middle of this movie where Harley Quinn uses the javelin for the first time and really the only time she really uses it and she is on an lsd trip while she's doing it and (laughs) i i was just blown away by that because it has no business being in this movie it's beautiful it's wondrous it's so disconnected from everything else and i'm i'm just like i'm asking a question and i can't find an answer to it was the javelin itself causing her to trip no i think she's just crazy that's all that is. No, that exactly. That yeah. is that is it, when when it flips to those acid trip scenes. That's us seeing the world through Harley Quinn's through, eyes. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. That's through the lens of her eye. That's so, her insanity. Although, yeah. although you do see do like uh, the. the the birds and things flying around cowering in fear as she goes by them. Like yeah. one of them yeah. hides behind a pole. Yeah. 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 This movie, I, I, I almost put in my intro somehow. I couldn't find a way to work this joke in, but this movie kills birds. This oh. movie. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, hates yeah. Birds. yeah. I don't know. But I would birds like to... get a little bit of birds, get a little, a little bit redemption. of, you know, yeah. Yeah. A little redemption what, there. Yeah. What's up? James Gunn. What, what's up? I don't know. Bird? That, that yeah. was a weird joke that he was a running joke throughout the film about killing to birds of prey of some sort. I don't know. I was yeah, like trying to make knows? connections and I was like, I couldn't find any who knows. Yeah. But him, but the, the, the beginning scene where he's throwing the ball around and whacks that bird, I couldn't believe they just freaking killed that, that bird. That was great. Yeah. That yeah. set the tone for the movie. I love scenes yeah. in movies where the first scene sets the tone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this is what I want. And of course, you know, especially like yeah. this movie has almost no connection to birds of prey, like birds of yeah. prey. Um, it ends with with Harley and Cassandra Kane, right? Yeah. Like they're they're like literally driving away together. And then this movie, she's back in Infinity Criminal Prison, and they don't even mention Cass like <laughs> right. at all. Yeah. Right. It reminded me of. Um, I think it's better, but it reminded me of when we went from uh, Winter Soldier, the amazing Captain America film, it's still my favorite, I think, of the MCU. Um, and it and and they had this incredible relationship between him and. Um, Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was so yeah. great to watch that relationship build, that friendship between Steve Rogers and her build. And it right. and the way that film ended up, I was like, now that is how you build relationships in a movie about superheroes. That was really, really good. And I really believe these two have this bond now. And then they roll right into the Ultron movie. And it's yeah. as if they never even talked. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they needed her. They really needed her to be the anchor for the Hulk or the, yeah. the, um, they never uh, knew the soothing to, influence for the Hulk. Right, yeah. right. They have, they have yet to figure out how 
to use Black Widow. Even if well, you've seen the movie, they they <laughs> right. they've run out of time on that. Yeah. Well, they, they, <laughs> but, they, but they're but they're you know they're kind of going to them. There may be yes, more Black Widow yes. movies, but not is Scojo. <laughs> sorry, I mean, we are so spoilery. This just like I'm sorry, I right. haven't seen that yet, folks. Yeah, no, it's no big what? deal. Well, what, no. haven't seen Endgame. No, but and also also Scar- I'd say haven't seen Lawsuit. <laughs> like that maybe keep her right. out of the thing forever, yeah. whether she dies in the maybe movies don't or not. listen to movies about <laughs> podcasts, podcasts about, about movies. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're uh, really into let's, movies. Let's uh, let's jump over and talk about the other Marvel car- uh, actor crossover, uh, David Dastmalchian, okay. uh, Polka Dot Man, Polka Dot Man, right. who's uh, one of my favorite things. So good who's the Russian film. buddy of uh, Ant Man, uh, Scott Lang in the in the Marvel universe. Right, right. and he was right. back in uh, DC Town with uh, Dark Knight, where he was the right. Joker. He was assassinated somebody for the Joker. What was his deal? Uh, he, yeah, he was he was this creepy like Joker one of the follower. cops under the Joker's control or something. Yeah, something uh, like that. Something like that. So if if uh if if Ratcatcher is the heart of this movie, yeah, and Harley Quinn is kind of the psychosis of this movie, is this the insecurities? Is yeah. is this Polka Dot Man the insecurities of the movie? Kind of. I don't know, there's some there's some real heart with uh, Polka Dot Man too, though. Yeah, like he's a very a very. Uh, broken character yeah that you kind of see get some redemption with his but his love for milton and his <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's another thing that only works in this movie and it only works to a point like they come yeah. really close to it's just weird and dumb and you know yeah. what i mean like yeah, yeah that was a risk too making everything yeah. his mom Pokemon including the big giant bad Pokemon oh, man, Pokemon right. man. Let me just tell you something about that character. That is dangerous ground on any level. I don't care if it's comics, if it's a one-off. Polka Dot Man is, by definition, super stupid. In on yeah. every definition, this is the first time I've ever seen them do something with that character, and I went, "All right, I get it now. I get it." Yeah, like they did it. Yeah. They pulled it freaking off, and it's not quite like he is in the comics. It doesn't, that's not how his polka dots work in the comics, no, no, but no. the way they worked here and him having to purge it and getting all boily when he doesn't and <laughs> him and but his then, mother issues. Like but, it's an amazing way to handle all that. It was great. But yeah. then as a, as a writer, as a screenwriter, James Gunn is begging you to not think too much about this stuff. Right. Because right. like he makes polka dot man, it's way, way OP. Like so, so ridiculously OP <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that you, that's you wonder great why, about him. You, you yeah. wonder why, you know, the, the solution to all problems wouldn't just be send him yeah. in there, tell him the bad guy looks like his mother, and then you're done. You're, you're, you yeah. got it. Yeah. That's and, his insecurities, right? That's that's what holds him back. Is it? That's what his weakness is, is his insecurity. Yeah. yeah. He's, you know, he's so nervous. And, ultimately and the powerful. Mother, the mother issues are, like, massive and, you know, yeah. like, literally. And the actress who plays the mother, Lynn Ash, she has a lot of cross, crossover stuff with uh, with Margot Robbie and DC movies. She's in Doom Patrol. She was in I, Tanya is uh, Sean's mother. Oh, okay. I, so, Tanya yeah, is so good. Some connective tissue. I, I, Tanya is so good. It's Seriously. such a yeah. great movie. Oh, my movie. gosh. Yeah. that's yeah. a It's a mistake not to see that, even if you don't have any reference to that old Olympic stuff. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Allison Janney owns that movie. It's so good. But like, uh, like yeah. I think I feel like we're we're kind of starting to hit a theme here, which is there there's funny stuff in this movie, and it's really it's really legitimately funny. But then James Gunn sees how many times he can run the same joke, <laughs> and gets right to the edge of of making you dislike it, and, but yeah. doesn't. 
Like, yeah. like with the gore, right? This is, I was, I was reading, I was reading about goriest comic book movies ever yeah. made. Right. Yeah. And this is right. like, a, this is an easy entry into the top three Easily. of all oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and like the others are Punisher Warzone and Logan. Those are the other yeah. two of the top yeah. three most gory <laughs> movies about comic book characters. The walkthrough uh, of the uh, the insurgents camp is alone is oh, so full. Hell yeah. yeah, right. And that's and yeah. that's 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 my point. They they play it for laughs. Gore yeah. is funny because it's so unexpected and so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But then the movie just keeps going back to that joke, and you're like, right. okay. Uh, when the movie ended, I was like, man, if there had been one more gory <laughs> face explosion, I probably would have hated it. You know, mm-hmm. and you know it, but it kind of makes sense from uh, maybe almost semi satirical because watching superheroes, because a lot of times this is something we haven't really addressed until more in the last couple of years. It's like, okay, you do realize superheroes could essentially decimate mm-hmm. other humans, you know, in the movies, most of the time in the proper ones, you don't see them just absolutely just decimating people, but yeah, you know, that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you yeah. just rip some heads off, rip yeah. some arms off, super do you, violent. Do you guys have like a, all-time most shocking superhero death either in movies or comics or you know like i feel like loki right. and uh Col- agent colson was pretty rough uh yeah. oh yeah oh my god you know that destroyed that me turned out weird but uh but like um like to Joel me, Kinnaman's death is so fresh oh, in my yeah, mind really good. that yeah. the flag dying like that them going into his heart to show hey we're not kidding he's really dead yeah that uh, was Yondu was in the second Guardians movie Ooh, was a tough that one. Was good. Yeah, that Yondu was, was good. There, it, you can really pull. Well, I mean, I don't know. Randy? Maybe James Gunn's just better at this yeah. than most of them, but you can really um, yank people around with this stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, there's a there's a bunch, but the one that I still like, I'm I was the most shocked because I wasn't expecting it because I thought they had just established this character and the character was going to be part of a thing for many movies to come was Quicksilver. Mm, When, Mm, when Quicksilver dies in age of Ultron, it feels too soon for me. Mm, And so like, I didn't even believe it the first time I saw it. Right. And there's, that's uh, because they didn't have that inside his chest cavity showing his organs explode. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But, but it's like, it's like you've like, you have to have watched every little movie and TV show to even get, that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are, you know, you have to watch like extra after credit scenes and stuff. And, and then you're just barely starting to catch on to these characters. They've now been introduced and suddenly he's dead and she's mourning. Like she's miserable. Right. Right. And I just, I don't know. It just like, I, I actually feel like a lot of the people don't like age of Ultron comes to that one thing that like choice, that, was, that it decision was, it sure. was too early in the, in right. the canon I'd, I, I'd, I'd say what's his i'd say um gamora is a rough one um uh, yeah that's oh, a rough yeah. one too yeah that was but sold better because a, uh what's his name of uh, thanos is thanos's reaction and knowing that that actually caused him like serious sorrow that made that scene yeah, worse right. yeah by the way i just want to point out uh joss whedon killing quicksilver unexpectedly is to Joss Whedon killing freaking uh, uh, Wash uh, Wash oh, unexpectedly. Man, it, we know it's gonna. We know something like that's gonna happen with Joss Whedon, right? right? We you gotta have we're something not, to fight for. Yeah, we're we're not surprised yeah. that the this general thing happens. He does it all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's his. Job. I will say one death that like made me like like shook me to the core. Mm. I mean, it was coming. It was the whole purpose of the movie, and that was Logan. 
actually watching the oh, end sure. oh, yeah. of Wolverine yeah. was just that was really devastating. Good. Yeah, devastating stuff. Yeah. And, I'll, mm-hmm. and and this isn't quite the same as a main character, but when the Joker finally kills somebody in Joker and does it on mm-hmm. national television, mm-hmm. that scene uh, with with all of its, you know... De Niro. Yeah, De Niro. Yeah. That De Niro scene is really shaking it's a all it's a it's a it's it's what makes that movie have the edge and the cut and the teeth that it has but that stuck with me for a long time because i was like now i am seeing the true birth of this villain now this isn't just awkward dude who can't stop laughing blah 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 and all that like that if if anything that was both shocking horrible but also made the film for me and um you know there's moments like that in all of this stuff i think you know batman yelling uh or trying to decide whether he's saving harvey or the girl Uh yeah that's yeah. pretty rough, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what he. What was her so name? So you're talking yeah, about you're, you're talking about the Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah. What was her name? Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal character was uh, Rachel. No, not Mag. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. You're right. Uh, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. 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 Yeah, it's Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I had to do it. Why did voice. you say that name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah, like it's just there's opportunity that you never knew was there to like really make meaningful uh, moments out of the deaths of these ridiculous characters. And and this movie's good at that. It, like even yeah. in the beginning, it's comedic because it's like, well, you know, you, you had the bomb in your neck. You're freaking out and trying to swim away. I guess you're out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you really do start out thinking, oh, this is a savant movie. Michael Rooker is the right. entire first act. <laughs> right. But then yes. like, like, you know, when he, when he goes down, it's, it's kind of, it's not shocking, right? Because like you're, it's, you, you know what you're in for once that all yeah. starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it puts you on shaky ground, right? It's like, yeah. oh, well, maybe I don't know where this movie is going. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And it, anybody and- could die, including uh, Peter Capaldi. Capaldi is Thank the you. thinker. So, who is just, here we are. Yeah, he's boring. He, <laughs> I loved his role. I thought he was great. I, 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 I thought his performance was fine. I was just like, well, what does he really do? He's well, the thinker. He's got stuff in his head. The but thinker is he really stupid. hasn't. It's a stupid. He hasn't really done anything with yeah. the yeah, they, power. Like I, I was complaining that this movie takes detours and it and it takes detours like from the from the script. Like it does it doesn't just you know it doesn't just have like a cool piece where Harley Quinn is falling in love with some random uh, generalissimo. But like it, it it from the from the page you're like the thinker himself is a detour unnecessary you could have cut the entire character and had these guys just go up against the starfish and it's the same exact movie yeah right. he's mm-hmm. but peter capaldi chews up scenery he's really interesting oh, to watch um, yeah, i love it he's in freaking a jogging suit which i think is hilarious like yeah. it looks fantastic i love the visual look of it yeah. having yeah. those uh you know those what do you call those stupid tubes Oh, the uh, little hit. yeah, those little like tube radio tube things, yeah, yeah little tubes. syringes, yeah, yeah. those yeah. are great. So I mean, and I like when he was the fact that they do a flashback and he doesn't have as many. Oh, like, yeah. fewer. I yeah. love that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that was awesome. Like, like there were, and there were, uh, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm glad that there were all of these script detours. Like Milton, Milton was in the oh, movie for the purposes of a joke. <laughs> Like yeah. his right. entire existence is so that we can have a joke where they're in cubicles uh, in a in a building that's about to explode, and right. Harley Quinn has no, has no idea who Milton is. Yeah, like I think it was. I think it actually it 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 was there to. It's almost like uh, Polka Dot Man's 
you know, uh, it's like right. his, his, it was a way yeah, to it, show his boost his character exactly right yeah. to show that yeah. he he's you know not this unfeeling uh, jerk that he you know found, saw a a, a a simpatico in uh, yeah. in Milton and yeah. was devastated yeah. when he got and killed. I love that Milton it that was like James Gunn going all right we got this this dude's just going to tag around you're barely going to see him or hear from him right. And you're going to think of him as an extra, and you're going to kind of even wonder what the hell he's doing here. And then, yeah, yeah. and then, like Milton all movies, still with us. All movies have red shirts in them, but this was like a red shirt with then a point, a point to the red shirt. And I yeah. loved that. I thought that. And was uh, that's that's by the way, if you like making fun of IMDb, you're going to want to go look yes, Milton please. up. Um, his uh, the actor is Julio Cesar Ruiz, mm-hmm. and his biography is the worst I've ever seen on IMDb. His, bi- <laughs> seriously, his biography. I don't know who wrote it. I can't imagine that either Ruiz or his agent wrote this. This mm. this is someone's someone's seven year old wrote this. Here, I want to. And I just it, now I need to know. What, what, yeah. I can't find him for some reason. Milton Julio Cesar Ruiz. Oh, here he is. Okay, so his photo is him just standing. It's, in the photo, street it's a good photo. photo. It's a good photo. It's a, good, it's a fine photo. It says uh, Julio just recently wrapped his filming. Uh, wrapped filming DC Comics, The Suicide Squad. James Gunn wrote and directed the movie. Julio's row is still unknown. Film is set to be distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. His most recent credits include SWAT uh, on CBS and Eduardo Flaco Ruiz. I don't know what that is. Oh, Eduardo Flaco Ruiz. He also had a memorable role on AMC's original show, Lodge 49. I don't know. It sounds like all these things are all boring. Sounds like a resume. Sounds yeah, okay. It's fine. But it doesn't sound exciting, does it? No, if it's I, terrible. If you're Milton in this movie, though, what a great role. Like oh, what a great was, role! Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know. I love somebody. that he's crying. All he's almost crying in the first scene we see him in. Really, he's just <laughs> always in the van. So yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. great. That was great because actually, watching a shark, watch, watching King Shark rip somebody to death right in front of you. Milton shows what we would do. Yeah. Right? Oh my God! Yeah. I now I, I think this. it's important to note this. Like, if some people out there have seen, you know, there there is this trend toward what comic what if kind of concepts and they often you know hit into territory like the boys um Mm -hmm. if you've Mm -hmm. seen the boys at all and you and that's not your jam this isn't that like it it, it is in some way like there's there's taste of it the first thing that came to mind though was the boys after watching this like what what i was trying to compare it to is like well kind of the boys but they're there's a different tone right to the boys that this doesn't have yeah but it is kind of that uh, here's the grittier, dirtier side of, of for, for sure, for sure. But the one thing you don't get, like the boys, the boys has a certain kind of nihilism. That's really, right. you know, kind yeah. of hard to escape. And I think it's really good at what it does. And this isn't me criticizing the boys. I like that show a lot, but, but the, this movie, you know, imagine the, the character, Jake, uh, oh crap. I can't think of his name in, in the boys, Jake, crap. Jake uh, he plays the main character, Jack. Oh, his name is Jack. Jack, um, shit. Uh, who who Jack said Jack Quaid. shit? Jack shit. Quaid. Quaid. Jack Quaid. Thank you. Jack Quaid. The, the Quaid son, the, the uh, married, to, or, you know, the, the kid yeah. of the two famous Quaids. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's the heart of that show. Uh, way less mm-hmm. sympathetic in the comic, but in the, in the show, he's the one where you're like, okay, he, he actually is trying to do something good. He's trying to be nice. He's trying to do nice things. Everyone around him is a psychopath, horrible, Death means nothing to them. Homelander, uh, freaking sexual assault, the deep, all those guys, right? They're awful. Yeah. Uh, this isn't that in that they're they have shades of awfulness, 
but like like we say like uh peacemaker has a genuine desire to be peacemaker like he he yeah. he thinks mm-hmm. he's doing better, good in the himself. world exactly so there's I don't know. There's a nuance there that makes it, I think, a cut above that. If that bugs you, this is not that entirely. But but Brian's right. right. Like totally, when you take when they take out the camp and then you find out those were all good guys that they killed, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, geez. oh no, yeah, that's bad. What you did there? <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's, on one it's, hand, it's you're like comparison, but it's still there yeah. are some loose tendrils that connect the two right Right. i could i could see how that joke might fail to land (laughs) a lot of of a potential audience Mm -hmm. you might you might go badumptish and they're like "Ooh, no i i don't like i thought it was less of a joke and more of a statement on almost the viewer because i'm in i'm watching going Oh, that was a good kill to all oh, that another good stunt look at mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. also a very good stunt and were you not questioning it during guilty. during the killing were you not questioning it like you keep seeing women that aren't armed getting killed right yeah well i can't i didn't that was the thing no, that's I that's why either. i okay. felt that's why i felt indicted at the end when it felt less like a joke and more like oh the joke's on you you uh you accepted these things mm-hmm. like like we usually do in superhero films sure. and i'm like oh sure okay um, Thank you for the mirror. Here you can have it back. Now, here's a funny thing about this movie. Uh, this right here, if I can find it. Where is it? Right. Gross. Um, before I ask you what you think I thought was gross, I will tell you that it's none of the effects. Like, none of the fake gore or uh-huh. any of that gets me. So right. that just gives you a head start. Where, where, what do you think uh, grossed me out? <sighs> feels the radish thing, to me. The only thing, uh-huh. the only thing <laughs> I wrote down was uh, uh, Kinnaman getting slammed into... Uh, uh, toilets during the big fight with Peacemaker and having all that toilet water dropping down on him, yeah. knowing right. knowing that it's actual just clean water, probably from a clean water jug, yeah. <laughs> a clean porcelain a new toilet uh, and all of that. Container. Sure, but uh, I would like to go ahead and give you the credit. You are correct. That is the thing. Oh, that me nice, up. good job. Um, now, now, what I wanted to say though was uh, the movie was you know whatever the gore is whatever it is, but the. The thing that really got me was when Harley was being interrogated and mm-hmm. her being tied up the way she was and the way they were just kicking the shit out of her and also mm-hmm. shocking her and all that. That to me was the most, um, how do I put this? The, uh, that's the scene that, yeah, it was very difficult for me to watch, even though I, you mm-hmm. know, I know what's going on and also Harley's crazy and she's singing and, you know, there's, there's all this mitigating circumstances to a scene like that. But sure, when right. she's done, or they're done with her. She opens her eyes behind that guy who's checking his freaking Facebook or whatever, and then wraps her legs he's, around him. He's and chokes texting him out. someone a bunch of emojis. Emojis, yeah, yeah. So yeah. funny. Yeah. It's like a uh, lightning bolt. Uh, a yeah. woman in a red dress, yeah. smiley face, tears, <laughs> puke, puke, puke. It was yeah. so funny. I just gotta say yeah. though, that that her doing that, choking him out, popping his neck, getting his boots, and then going on her flower shooting rampage, is yeah. some of the most, some of the coolest affecting cinema I've seen in a while. And I yeah. didn't just Most, find it funny or cool looking. It was more than that. It was like a level above that. I thought that stuff was. Yeah, it, it was very... Watching her unlock a lock with her, her toes. I mean, I'm no Tarantino, but uh, that's some damn impressive toe work. Yeah, right there. that toe work is top brass. <laughs> top notch toe work. Yeah. Top notch. Yeah, it was impressive. But yeah, the Harley Quinn... The See Harley what I mean? Uh, See what I mean? <laughs> I, I get you, it. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Dunaway. What are you going to say? Oh, um, oh, I was just saying that I felt like it was one of the more comic book 
things when Harley Quinn was going through there and, you know, the, the birds yeah. and everything are flying in the back. It's very, very cartoony, very comic book. Yeah. I yeah. appreciated bringing that to such a cool combo of like blood guts yeah. action. Uh, it, felt, it felt like every action sequence, like where when uh, there were some things that were just a brief moment of action, but when you had a sequence like mm-hmm. uh, where they're initially taking out the rebel camp, um, every one of them felt like comic book storyboarding to me. Mm-hmm. Like they were, mm-hmm. they were right. the shots. The shots were very framey, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like agree. Without just, without being, you know, making it gimmicky, they definitely gave it that right, feel. Yeah. I mean, uh, not going to always Sin City style, right? You know, right, right. There. But but different than the rest of the movie. Like the the that's where the comic bookiness is being put on display. It's also hard for movies like this to surprise me. But I was in genuine shock and surprise when uh, leader of the or the the coup attempter guy turned around and she shot him right in the chest. I did not see that coming. No, I yeah, had no that idea. was that was well, fantastic. Yeah, for was a number fantastic. of reasons, and uh, I want a trope alert on the main one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hold on, I got it. This gun that you've, this antique gun that you have on display, it's <laughs> right, loaded. Right. Yeah, she said, she even said it. Right? We couldn't even she make even a joke about out. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we couldn't even make a joke about that. it because they joked about it themselves. Yeah. They're like, yeah. man, you're stealing all my material. I love that. I love that she turned around you? and then after it's all over and it's all very dramatic, and she looks at the gun and goes, "I right. can't believe this thing was loaded." It's like what, yeah. once again, yeah. another, uh, another good move that made me realize that I am the person uh, that that some of this stuff is being aimed at because I'm like, oh no, you know, it's like, oh, Harley, you got yourself in trouble now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're in trouble now. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, she's not because it's Harley Quinn. And yeah. she's gonna and she, she's gonna she's gonna flip it. She doesn't need to be saved. In a set way, right yeah. up into in a weird way, yeah. she planned all this. Like you know, and it's it, it, it's maybe yeah. happening in real time, but in her head, this is all part of her deal. And then, yeah. and then, and then, and then, even at the end, she still has the wherewithal to say, "Oh, you came to save me. Well, I can go back inside." Like, <laughs> so we we could relate to that because we we were already pulling for them to save her, and so we was already on team save Harlequin, and so it it created a good emotional response, and that was just, I think that's really smart filmmaking and writing. That's yeah. just. That was good. I love it. Especially because Harley Quinn is is only one of many uh, uh, comedic, heroic psychopaths in this movie. Right. Like it's not a it's not birds of prey. Like she is mm-hmm. she is just like she has to stand up to like a freaking polka dot man mm-hmm. is a heroic <laughs> comedic psychopath, yeah. right? Yeah. Like right. in fact, in fact, like uh, we actually are given to believe that polka dot man is the craziest person on this island, and you know, so like that that kind of works against Harley Quinn. So they have to do some, some serious character portrayal and they did. They really, uh, they really established her. She was born to play this role. And I'm really glad to read things like she she said in an interview this last, just this last week that she will do this as long as they'll let her. She loves this character. She loves being in the DC extended universe and she will play Harley Quinn until they tell her that she can't anymore. And I think that's, I don't know. That's great. Cause she just lives the role in a way that yeah. is just I mean joyful. Harley Quinn was already there written in the comics it was pretty it 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 felt pretty close to what we wanted but Margot Robbie has just finished she's yeah. become that, that story. character yeah and, and now it's fed back around in. Yeah. You know, maybe Tina will yeah. give her another chance. She might. You know, maybe point. maybe in Tina's case maybe it's just <laughs> like, you know, like if you go back to the origins, you know, she's a uh, she was Harley from the Quinn's, animated the Batman animated series. Yeah, she's from TV. Yeah. yeah, she came to comics yeah. later and so 
maybe there's something about just that character, which is, hey, Mr. J, and the whole yeah. bit, bit, bit. It is, it is that accent. Yeah, that, Mr. J. Yeah. That, Brooklyn, that Brooklyn kind of thing going yeah. on, maybe. But yeah. that line she says where, I didn't record it, I wish We I don't have accents. Yeah. We like, goes, we like accents because we don't have them. What she says, she goes, the way she worded that, she goes, because we ain't got none. And like, That's what it is, yeah. 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 And that guy freaking javelin with his, like, dainty German accent. Just like, a TDK, yeah. what does this name mean? What does this stand for? <laughs> Your name is just letters? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, let's throw all names characters. are letters, dickhead. So yeah. even, even these throwaway characters, which are all going to die in like five minutes, right. are so, with the exception of TDK, I think he could have just given more for Fillion to do. I just, that's the one character in this entire mess. I think he could have had more to say, uh, yeah. maybe. But they're all, none of it was wasted. All of it felt... Yeah. earned uh, and this is me not even i knew enough about boomerang dude from the comics um he's in the one right the, the run i just read he was a big that's, part of it that's captain boomerang captain dude. boomerang <laughs> this australian guy i didn't know he was in the first suicide squad but um i know enough about the character to know that they just totally nailed it and he's such a dick i was happy to see you can get run over and blown apart because okay, so yeah, let me come back yeah. to my first question of this episode, Scott. Yeah. How how did you watch this movie with and and feel how you feel about Margot Robbie and everything else and not immediately go watch the 2016 movie? Well, part of it was because I knew we were going to do it here because um, right, I'm sure right. we are. Right. Like I want to. But and because yeah. Kim hadn't seen it either. She goes, we should watch that. And I'm like. I mean, it might be film sack though. I don't know if we're okay. Gonna... All right. It is. It answer. is. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's worse, that it's not as good as this, it is way more potential film sack than I think even the Suicide was. I'm just going to turn into a three syllable movie title. <laughs> yeah. Suicide. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's a good but, change. But no, the first one feels way more sackable to me because it takes itself yeah, yeah. a little bit more seriously not completely Absolutely. but it does take itself more seriously and, and as as i already have established jared leto jesus yeah, yeah. right um Oof. david Ayer, the director of the and writer of the first one will tell you that um his vision was not what the studio got him to do so he was always pissed. Sure. And the Real easy he, for him to say now. Well, he didn't come <laughs> to the success of this one. <laughs> they, he wouldn't even come back. Like he was like so mad and, and they changed a bunch of stuff. And now he's saying, well, you know, my vision, quite frankly, is a lot like uh, what James Gunn was up to. And I don't know why they were so resistant to me back in 2016. And it's probably a combination of things. Like, you know what you're getting with James Gunn. You hired him for this job. You also yeah. hired him. Right. By the way, this goes back to when he was being shunned by everybody and fired by Disney. That's when DC, or Warner said, hey, why don't you come do this weird thing with us? We'll give you a carte blanche, go full rated R, do whatever you want. Like that was like a strategic move from the studio to say, screw you, Disney, we're taking your best dude and making a thing. Sure. But that's all changed since then in terms of the relationships. But yeah. that that gave him all that freedom, whereas David Ayer was just sort of like, well, I'm mostly a writer. I barely direct. In fact, I think it was his directorial debut, and I just don't think they had the trust. So I don't I don't know. Again, not mm-hmm. having seen the movie, I don't know the results, but that's a there's a whole fascinating backline to all that stuff and And James Gunn uh just turned 55, so uh we got some we got some more years ahead of us. He's of, got that silver fox business going do. on. That that cool white hair he's got now. It's cool. I like it. Uh yeah, he needed he needed to stop dyeing his hair. It was <laughs> it was bad. Um but uh like you know like there's guys uh, i was just talking to scott about this yesterday there's there's some people that are as they get into their 50s they need to 
they did the stop in my my example is um pearl jam yeah pearl, pearl, pearl eddie fetter uh it looks like a squirrel on your head you just yeah. no, let, let that hair be its natural color yeah. it, it's funny you say this the day after scott's wife convinces him to dye his exactly. beard no, that's, that exactly was, that what, was what started like, Shut up, that's Randy? what started it no there's nothing to hide here that's what started the conversation because i've been very open about how um yeah. i didn't go the way my wife said it would and i don't know if i like it or not and uh, randy randy sent me a picture and said you know look at these look at pearl jam and He's right, dude. Like, just, oh, okay. dude you want to dye hair? Dye your hair. You want to grow it long? Grow it long. Cut short. Do it. Just not, do no, what none makes of this you is feel an, comfortable. None of this is an issue. Make fun of you. None of this is an issue, and I'm not trying to hide right. it. When I got the beard done, uh, I mean, it's really simple. She said, "Oh, it'll be as light as your normal color that that you have always yeah. had. It just won't be so patchy and weird like it is now." And I'm like, "Okay, great. Let's try it." But gee, thanks for that backhanded compliment, I suppose. <laughs> it won't be, as, won't be as weird and patchy as yeah. it is now. Yeah. Honey, I love you. Yeah, I love you, though. And then I got I just, it done, just, and I went and looked in the mirror, and I'm like, no, that's dark. It's dark. What happened? This isn't supposed to go this way. Well, now I'm just living with it until it grows out. So, Well, it, you, you know, know, it's really an illusion because what happens is uh, facial hair, it doesn't take it doesn't take much to change your appearance completely. So, I mean, just even the slightest color change can oh, yeah. change your totally facial structure yeah. quickly. Yeah. Plus, I got fans right yeah. in going, you should do full purple. Go, let's go green. Or, yeah, do it. It's yeah. hair, man. Who cares? Hey, Brian, Brian, I, I just want to I just want to say, I am not saying that, uh, uh, what's his name? Eddie Vedder and Jeff Ament should not dye their hair. They should dye their hair like they rat. want to dye their hair. You say I'm it looks saying, like rats are hit. Yeah, I'm saying that Eddie <laughs> Vedder and Jeff Ament. Like squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, I'm saying that by them dyeing their hair, they are right. making Mike McCready look 100 years old. And okay. that, is, that is my that is my issue. That's that's if, rude of them. You're right. That's yes, rude. That they should rude. they should do it as a group. Exactly. <laughs> they should share a box. Seriously, you look up a recent picture of Pearl Jam. Mike McCready, who is 55, same age as James Gunn, looks a yeah. hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. It just depends on who you are. Like once in a while, I'll I don't know. My brother, he's older than me. He's like I don't know, fifty. He's probably fifty five, something like that. But my brother's Korean. And they have better blood than us whiteys, yeah, yeah. man. He looks amazing. He looks 15. Yeah. I hate it. And he's still built like a 15-year-old. He's all muscled up and looking great. And 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 he always says, well, it just gets you all at once when you're hurrying. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, like, it'll happen like a weekend. <laughs> like yeah. he'll, be, he'll suddenly yeah. hit a certain age. And then the next <laughs> time you see him, he'll look like a wizened old, you know, curled up potato. But not now. Not right now. Anyway. And, and uh, just to round out the James Gunn thing, um, we have... Uh, four things coming from James Gunn that we know for sure. We have the Peacemaker TV series, which is apparently in the can and yeah, coming in early right, 2022. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. One is a holiday special, uh, right. oh, which is going to come on onto Disney Plus. Presumably, we think it's going to be December 2022, so oh, we're over a year away from that. Yeah. And then Guardians three, which I mean, we 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 are pretty sure it's going to happen, right? Like that's a oh yeah. Sure. That's, that's yeah. kind of got to happen. It's in the, it's in it's the going to be as Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, Thor is flying around with them right now. Right. Oh, right. And then, right. and then the scariest thing going, which is he has apparently written a movie called Wiley e. Coyote, which is going to be oh, a Warner Brothers real a- live action plus cartoons movie. Mm. Are you sure this isn't like a funny or die thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a it's a movie he it's can a, do it he's written a movie he can do it 
Now, uh, is that going to be faith. live action slash animated Wally Coyote, or are they going to like totally reimagine an individual like Pink Panther films? Oh, well, it says combo at live action and animated, right? Oh, yeah. boo. I would, prefer, I would prefer a Pink mm-hmm. Panther. Of course you would. But here's the take. thing. Like you. Well, remember, Pink Panther came out before the cartoon, though. So the cartoon. Right. The right. cartoon was. Only it has in the a, they're not related at all. Really. Yeah, yeah. Just, they, they, they made themselves related later. Yeah. They but forced yeah. it in. But mm-hmm. in this particular case, it's just that you're telling me James Gunn is in, is is involved. That, that that makes me excited. If you told me that he was doing a Smurfs movie, live action combo animated, I'd get excited. Anybody else, I say, please don't waste your time. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's the only guy that could or or, you know, that the otherwise nobody else could. I'm and, just saying in this particular case, you have my attention because the dude does weird shit. And, and, I, always and I just want to well be really clear. Me. He's not directing the Wile E. Coyote movie. He wrote the Wile E. Coyote movie. Still interesting oh. to me. I'd still yeah, be interested okay. in his writing. And then the coyote orders something from <laughs> Acme. <laughs> space space <laughs> and then he painted a wall on a rock and it looked like a tunnel but the roadrunner went through it somehow and then when he tried he got flattened return return stable genius now yeah that sounds great not stable genius what was what did he used to say uh, super, super uh, genius super that's it yeah super, super genius. genius the only time we ever that's talked it. Yeah. yeah it was great yeah they didn't need to give him a voice <laughs> they yeah, didn't, that didn't but need those to are great cartoons because those that was like when we yeah it would have been chuck jones that was doing those with the voice those are still really good i agree he didn't need a voice but right those two or three uh, my favorite is the one where the kids are watching and discussing the uh the the cartoon that's one of my favorites when they're talking about what he's doing. Oh, I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about? You guys no. haven't seen that one? The cartoon, know, the huh? Wally Coyote, where there's the two kids and they're watching. They're like a Beavis and Butthead kind of thing. Yeah, where they're, they're watching. watching well, they're and... not, yeah, they're not like a bunch of Beavis and Butthead, but yeah, they're making commentary on, uh, you know, what's going on. I have and, no memory you know, of this. No. Oh, um, wow. I have to find a clip and send that. You find that and send it. Yeah. You get Sounds on so that. so meta. Yeah. Yeah. You get on that. Uh, uh, Viola Davis mm. is back in the exact same role she had in the first one. Yep. Uh, only, only this time the movie becomes self-aware <laughs> and has another person in the room hit her in the head. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the movie, the movie just suddenly realizes, oh wow, this Amanda Waller character is a real bad guy. We need to stop her. Yeah. <laughs> and just bang, bang, yeah. And she falls and over. By the I way, love everything about because you need that big heavy right because you got to have yeah. somebody who's willing to push the button yeah and uh and destroy yeah, but, thing but trope alert we have to take the button offline for most of the right yeah. Yeah. yeah which was yeah. fine but i i did not realize some people can't act while they're walking and she, <laughs> she has trouble walking act at the same time she has trouble yeah, speaking when she's walking, I don't know what it is. Really? Ooh, I hope don't she's never in an Aaron Sorkin thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> what I, I was thinking, no I was idea. like, ooh, if they do two more mini hall walks, she's really? screwed. Are you sure? Really? I didn't know. I thought the hall walking through the Go prison back was and listen fine. to that. Play the clip that you played at the very beginning. Okay, here. Uh, of, 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 you know the deal. Successfully complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. Well, what's, she's wrong, walking what's wrong there with any of that? In that very first part. She was yeah. walking. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah, it sounded fine. Yeah, she sounded like it was. Well, I mean, she's. They just didn't overdub. Like, didn't uh, do a, an ADR of her talking without right. the the footsteps. But she it, that just says that she's probably not projecting very much. I don't know, dude. Because she's I, allowing. I she's allowing. She's allowing the walk. Hey, that's just a personal preference. <laughs> in in a performance, I'm not saying she's a bad actress. Right. I'm just saying. 
personal preference. I'm going to go ahead and say she's a great actress, and I'm going to say... Oh, yeah, she's a great actress. That, she uh, can get away with murder, I hear. Yeah, she totally can. <laughs> um, but I also like that she got kind of put in her place, but also the character that hit her in the back of the head never showed up again. There's a chick in the bucket, that's her. Oh, you grab a bucket. No, that's a chick she's in the dead. infinity jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's dead. Yeah, she's probably dead or disappeared or however you want to put um, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that good good job uh, on James Gunn making it another black woman. I was like, uh, like I, the first thing I noticed when as soon as Viola Davis is getting hit in the head, I'm like, oh, who's doing this? Who, I thought it was gonna be Steve. Uh, Agee. About yeah, I thought it was gonna what? be Steve Agee, the the dude. I thought he was gonna do yeah. it, but nope. They had the little no. uh, the little black lady do it. This is our victim. This is our first Viola Davis movie on Film Squad. Uh, film Squad. Film Squad. Suicide. Yeah, Film Squad. <laughs> that's our new. That's our new suicide sack. Why didn't I think of that? I did a whole film. Um, coming. It's also. I, I was just like going through, man. It's also our first Margot Robbie movie. Our first John Cena movie. Like really, it's, it's basically the first for everybody in the cast. Sylvester Stallone. It's our. It's our umpteenth Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, millions movie. of those. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, John Cena. First time he's been, been a shark, I think, though. What? Oh yeah, for sure. But John yeah. Cena's never. I mean, he's just he's new in Hollywood, r- relatively speaking. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we just haven't gotten around to stuff. He's. I'm, I, I'm I, surprised it's our first Margot Robbie because you know she's done some weird science fiction stuff here and there, not just the Wolf of Wall Street and other things like yeah. that. Has she? But you guys, she, what else has she done? I can't think of anything. Uh, I Tanya, obviously. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Not really um, saggy though. Birds of prey. Gosh, a uh, uh, bombshell. There was right? some. There was some sci-fi thing that uh, I always see the title card for on Hulu or Amazon Prime that that I always think about checking out and I never do. Uh, uh, it's not. Um, oh, hold on. Let's see. Is it terminal. terminal? Terminal. Terminal. Oh, terminal. Let's see what terminal yeah. is. Here. I always see that shot right there of her standing in front of a bunch of uh, TV screens. TV screens. Oh. A film noir taking place in a train terminal at night. Add two male assassins, a female assassin, waitress, teacher, janitor, and a crime boss, and revenge. Who says mystery is a lost art? No. Uh, Simon Pegg, Margot Mike Robbie. Myers. How is this not on film set, already? I don't know. <laughs> I was confusing it with The Terminal. Totally yeah, no, it's a uh, totally, right, totally different movie. Yeah. This is poorly reviewed. But that being but there, that doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Poorly reviewed. Yeah, we should do it. And uh, all these, you know, people we like. Yeah. Now, speaking of John Cena, he's in the he he plays a, he plays something that is a sequel that I love and I never I never even seen the original, but it's a totally different movie. It's called Daddy's Home Two. It's a uh-huh. Christmas yeah. movie. Mm. Oh yeah, it's a Christmas movie, and John Cena's in that, and it's it's like all about one upping the manliness of each of these dads. The Will Ferrell thing, right? Yeah, Will uh, Ferrell, right? Yeah, and right. Mel Gibson is in this one. It's uh, it's. But oh right, this is the weird one with, uh, John Lithgow and Mel Gibson are the dads, the old dads. Yeah. yeah, it's this weird, weird, stupid. And I don't know if it's because I was like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. Let's put those bars down a couple of inches. Daddy's Home Two mm-hmm. rates up there pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. For me, I, I will admit it. I saw this and I thought it was all right. But the thing that stole it for me, and I know we're not, we're, we're intermittently not supposed to like Mel Gibson all the time, whatever. But I right. I really liked Mel Gibson in that movie. Oddly, oddly, um, Mel Gibson wasn't he slated as a possible director for this? Am I confusing this for another movie I was watching? I don't know. He's, he gets asked to do know. some weird stuff. I thought he was but like that's, slated. That Santa to, thing he did a couple of years ago was yeah, great. Yeah, I think His, it was this movie. Oh, he I was, love he that. Was, <laughs> I love. He was that slated movie. to actually step in as director on on uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, maybe early oh, on. Here, here's wow. the deal. He's, Mel Gibson is. 
uh, I mean, love him or hate him, old Mel Gibson is my favorite Mel Gibson, even though it's, that's likely the most dick time in his life, um, mm-hmm. apparently, by all the stuff he says <laughs> off, off air. But but he's there's something about his portrayal when he's an older dude at, right. that I really like. I loved him as the baddie in, what, what did we see? Uh, Expendables 3, was it? They had him as right. the oh, big yeah. bad? Right. That was great. It was great. He should do more of that stuff. Quit yeah. being a dick. He, he needs to just come out, apologize very publicly for what he did, and and has he done that already a couple start, of times. No, Am I remembering he, incorrectly? No, I thought he, he had a couple. We just wanted to, like, <laughs> I don't know. You know how it is. The day is like, yeah. it's like, oh, I heard him apologize, and people go, yeah, but he didn't mean it. And it's like, oh, then he didn't apologize. I don't know. He should apologize. I don't want to be he in did. this conversation oh, well, anymore. Yeah, I don't either. That's why I'm saying if I can just yeah. see a few movies where I like his character, that's enough for me. That's all I care about. Yeah. And yeah. and just I just want to say again, I've said this before on Film Sack, my friends, I really like I like that you like movies. I I'm impressing on you. Please go watch the movie Trainwreck, John Cena oh, yeah. is hysterical. Oh, yeah, I've seen that I've one. Heard, that is good. I've heard this yeah, with Amy Schumer. Yeah. I don't think I've yeah. seen right? Trainwreck. Yes, that, yeah, and, that's an, what an impressed, uh, and that's what yep. Im- impressed uh, James Gunn uh, with his performance in that movie. Correct? Oh, really? That's how he got know. landed this role. I don't know. Hmm. Well, all I know there was is another like, one that he was in with um, Tina Fey. Oh, the part uh, where they had a giant party. Uh, yes, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, um, but it wasn't oh. Baby Mama. It was another one. That was great. Um, Shoot, yeah, I, I do remember crap. that that he was good in that too. What was that called? I'm, we need to recommend this like legit recommend it. It's actually very good. All right. Um, let me pull yeah. it up. I'll pull it up. John Cena. I think you just have to like summon him like uh, like Beetlejuice, <laughs> right? And he oh. shows up. Yeah, exactly. It was right around uh, the time they were, was it half sister? Playing no. with fire? No. no. Damn it. I can't Damn find it. John it was Cena. great. In your hottie I'm hot looking. Heads. I'm looking at Amy Poehler's stuff thinking I'd find it faster, but I'm, but I'm not. Oh, yeah. It's not Baby Mama, right? No. No. Damn it. That, that's not listed on his thing, is it? No, I'm looking at Polar's list. Oh, right. You're on Polar's yeah, list. Yeah, I thought I'd find it faster. Is it playing with fire? No, no. That's the fire, the fireman one. Oh, my hell. Recent fireman one. <laughs> I want to say it was right around the time Inside Out came out where she voiced that Pixar movie, but I can't. Is it Half Sisters? No, that's not. Oh, well, yeah, you're talking about uh, Inside Out? It's called Sisters. Sisters. Oh, Sisters. 2015 okay. Sisters. Okay. I just said, you weren't even close. just Google Tina Fey and John Cena. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, what did Why did I that? do that to begin with? Yeah. Uh, a guy at the party that Tina Fey hooks up with. Yeah. Okay. Named right. A guy named Pazuzu. <laughs> Pazuzu. Pazuzu, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> That's why I wrote that up when I was looking at the list. Like, no, it can't be that because he's playing some no. character named Pazuzu. Wow. It's... I love that Amy Poehler and Tina Fey can't make a movie together without including Maya, Ru- Maya Rudolph, Rachel Dratch. Like, they just yeah. thanks, Gibby. That's what I do, man. If, if I ever make a movie, let me tell you what. This whole crew here, yeah. you're in my movie. That's right. The exactly. next movie we do, yeah. you guys are all Sweet, in the dude. movie. You three would be in all my movies. You can right. Yeah. Can you they also can you get McKinnon Rachel Dratch in there thing. as well? Let's get Rachel Dratch in as well. No matter what, can we get yeah. her in? No matter yeah, what. Okay. Yeah, she's an honorary member of this group here. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Look here, Debbie Downer. I love her so much. She's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's move on here. Um, I think we, I don't know, what else we got? We may have it all. Have we, got, have we I, done it all? Did we do cr- clips? Or? We, we, didn't even, it all. we didn't talk about a lot of things. I mean, we yeah. didn't talk about the cute little uh, jellyfish suckers that were in the... Uh, oh, yeah. In, 
Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about a lot of the plot. (laughs) Right. We spent most of this time talking about the actors and actresses in this film and very little about the plot itself. So that, that, I don't know what that says. Uh, Any, any talk about the, uh, the stingers? Obviously, one of them is the setup for, uh, Peacemaker. Right. Yeah. Right. The other, the one, other one, just I weasel. was really happy to see that Weasel didn't die. <laughs> yeah, Weasel's okay. Yeah, what, were you though? Were you happy? <laughs> yes, I love that character. I just love the noises that he, the, he's ah, hilarious. Yeah. He's fun to watch, yeah. right? And he was never he comfortable. Just, he was never yeah. like, he couldn't hold still. <laughs> it made stupid word, I, words. I don't want uh, a Weasel movie, but I would like a Weasel 30 minute one shot on <laughs> HBO Max. How about how about a 15, like a little, like like at the beginning of each of the oh. Ice Age movies? How about like yes, a little like squirrel? Yes, like the Pixar Right, yeah. right. Scrat, that could be his little thing. Yeah, it's yeah. basically he's he's basically visual scrat. What is In Weasel's movie? Scrat, what is your visual scrat? What well, is this movie? The entire the entire backstory of Weasel is one line delivered by Flag. He says, "Don't worry, he's harmless." Well, I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed twenty seven children. That's like that's the whole backstory. That's it. That's all you're getting. Yes, that's all we need to know. Yeah. So I'm looking it up. His alias is Jack the we uh, or alias Jack the Weasel. He was a professor at Vandermeer Jack University, um, became a supervillain and serial killer. But what's his power? I guess he's just turned. He's a giant into a- weasel. I mean, anytime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at if you look at nature, it comes pretty obvious pretty quickly that humans are the weakest animal at our size. Mm. And if you put any other animal at our size, keeping everything else, they're going to destroy us. Oh, listen to this. Absolutely physically destroy us. This is dark. All right, here's his biography. John Jack Monroe was a student at University or Stanford University in the 1960s. He was a brilliant but social outcast, uh, owing this to his thin frame and narrow features, which earned him the name uh, nickname Weasel by his peers and made him the target of constant bullying. The uh, constant torment drove Monroe to become a psychopath and decades later a serial killer. As an adult, Monroe became a teacher at Vandermeer University in Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania, uh, and apparently cheated his way in there, where a number of his fellow childhood students uh, now held prominent positions. He was rarely noticed by his contemporaries, but convinced himself that they were constantly plotting behind his back to prevent his acquisition of tenure at the school. Uh, He developed a light but flexible rugged fur costume suit equipped with claws and four (laughs) fingers on each hand, which began, uh, began stalking his peers using the identity of Weasel. He murdered three of his associates before turning his sights on his newest supposed rival, Martin Stein. Anyway. Uh, but when does he fall in a, a vat of acid and turn into, you know, <laughs> and meld with his Well, that's the thing. In, according to the origin, he was never an actual weasel. Or, you know, didn't was, right. it was, wasn't this right. metahuman thing. Um, that he, came He basically later. became the worst part of the things accused him of being, right? Is that kind of, that's human right. nature, right? To become the thing that people... Let's accuse see. you of being it, it, another me. Okay, Weasel was known for his high profile holler, which was part of the terminal subgroup. Uh, he attended other gatherings, blah blah blah. Something equipment under his coat. Okay, so they don't actually say when he became full, like literal Weasel. Yeah, but so we're just assuming that they probably James Gunn read it and said, you know what, we should be a literal Weasel. Well, this me, this me, this use this use of him brilliant that's <laughs> the way you do yeah. it yeah. hilarious hilarious yeah. i mean in the reveal that i mean it, it's obviously he's there to establish that you know the people in charge just don't give rats ass a about rats ass. the ass. team members yeah. right yeah. they just don't care yeah. right and so i mean when he falls in he can't swim it's like oh there's a major oversight 
By and the way, would you, you guys realize. would you guys freak out the way Idris Elba does when a bunch of rats crawl over your face? Would that freak you guys uh, out? Uh yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't freak me out. Didn't bother me at all. I, like, yeah, uh, really. No, I think yeah. I would because uh I used to raise them, so it's like they, I don't know. Yeah, poop all over you as they're running across you. They rats would, poop when they run. They would shit no. and pee on you. You're not wrong. But yeah. I had I yes. own I own rats. I wouldn't care about the other I mean they're vermin, they they got disease. How I wouldn't many, want, how many dogs I wouldn't want and, rabbits doing it over, you know. How many dog right. How many dogs and cats have you know, peed or pooped on me is ridiculous. They can hold animals, it better than animals, than rats. <laughs> Maybe so. Okay, let's put it this way: if you had spiders calling over me, no way, not going to happen. Rats, I probably could deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I could deal. I with could it. probably could Just deal with it. Gerbils, hamsters. No, I don't want any of that. I've seen what happens when they get excited and they run. It's it's. <laughs> There's they leave a, a dotted line they, behind they them. They poop all the way, poop and pee all the way. They look like they. Here's a here's a jo- old joke. They look like uh, Billy when it runs around in the family yeah, circus. Yeah, yeah there you well, go. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's natural, right? I mean, you're just trying to you're just trying to evacuate whatever right. thing that might be weighing <laughs> you down while you're trying to escape. You're yeah, right. Sure. You're right. But I will say, domestic rats Extra versus uh, versus gerbils. Gerbils would always poo on me no matter what. They didn't care. The rats would not until I put them back down. However, oh. in a feral situation, and you're all just city rats, you're probably going to put it everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, a, city rats. I have a I have care. a very cuddly hamster, like well, the most cuddly hamster I've ever uh, ever heard of. Yeah. And I still wouldn't want multiples of her running all over me. Their little their little feet are very sharp. They they claw you. you know? That's true. So you're worried about the pain. Well, yeah, I thought yeah, we were kind of yeah. going for the for the freak out factor. That's a valid point too. Yeah. Yeah, no pain. pain pain's different. That's that's different. Yeah. yeah. I did I did have one thing for Scott. Scott uh, loves product placement and this movie has uh yet another James Gunn uh product placement. He I don't know what it is up with him and Mr. Pibb. Oh, but, is there uh, Mr. Pibb in this? <laughs> I didn't notice. Oh, where, where? GK drinks a Mr. Pibb in his uh oh, in his introduction. That's right. I like you. I like it when third level drinks yes. make <laughs> it into the stuff. Yeah. It makes me laugh. Do you think this movie because was tempted it, at any point to do the typical um, in, uh, introductions like they're on a desk applying for a job and they do quick cuts between them? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like every movie does this. It's like, mm-hmm. so why do you think you should be a part of the Suicide Squad? Well, and then they quick cut well, to and, the next one. And that's the thing. The, the previous movie it has too much of that. Mm. It's way, way too much team building montage yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Like, oh, right. Seriously, like it's 20 minutes before you see the title of the movie yeah. and this one skips all of that i think on purpose yeah. oh that's a question yeah. i had about the first movie did it play around with with uh no, subtitles the the title, did? title cards the way this one no. did not even no. the slightest okay this one was so clever about it i love the uh uh operation uh jotunheim by the mm-hmm. way oh mm-hmm. let, let me get to two of those they have the operation jotunheim in the in flames and they said no before we do that we have one more mission and half of right. the flames die and the smoke spells Operation Harley, which is brilliant. Yeah, that was right. great. But there's that. My favorite one is when you see uh, Jotunheim the first time and you see the words Jotunheim on the roofs of the buildings. And as you pan forward, all of those things become natural shapes on those buildings that that you know you're seeing aren't aligned perfectly to be letters as right. you're going forward. Right. Loved that. That's one yeah. of my favorite things in the film. Yeah. Mine mine was the very first one because I wasn't expecting it. It's, oh the uh, blood in the water. In, yeah it says Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers presents. Yeah. Oh yeah that was yeah. good. That was really good. <laughs> yeah I, I first yeah. I was like sometimes I don't like it because it distracts me and makes me feel like I'm taken out of the movie. But tonally it's perfect yeah. for this. Just perfect. 
and yeah, there was a toilet that had it written around it when they were going to introduce Idris Elba. He's cleaning toilets and floors for some reason. He's on cleanup duty at the at the Infinite Prison, Infinity Prison. Right, and I like the fact, I like the fact because I was I was watching along he, it, because there's so many flashbacks and you know in this film which I don't always appreciate because sometimes I'm like oh we're jumping around again I don't know where I'm at what time frame is this right. He picked uh, the first team was all people that wronged him or were dickish to him. So I was like, did he pick the first team to get the call? Oh, yeah, that's, or is that just that was I, I was also questioning that that was kind of like right. my, my point with the with my intro. Like I I get I get that it's fun to, you know, to send in a backup team. But who whose idea was this? Like they don't make it clear that it's right. Waller's idea. I mean, right. Obviously it's obviously it's Waller's idea. She's running the whole show. But they don't make that clear, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good stuff right. though. I mean, overall, I mean there was a there was a lot to oh, unpack about this movie. There's a lot. It. And the movie has a lot. Yeah. And it could have gotten yeah. too much it could have gotten overcrowded. Uh-huh. I think it's brilliantly handled. I think this is James Gunn's project uh in a in a really real way. Like he did he did for this what he did for Guardians. And uh it makes me just want to follow him with whatever he does next even his weird wily coyote idea i'll watch it i'd be into <laughs> totally. it like this whole argument how does he want fit to say, rooker into wily coyote yeah Can't no wait kidding to figure right? out how, how that or, or his little brother <laughs> right. right exactly but here's the here's the question everybody seems to want to force everybody to answer and i don't necessarily love that everyone's doing this right now but everyone wants to go so what's better guardians or this and my take is they're all sitting in the same seats. They're right. fine. They're all up right up there. They're yeah. All yeah. You don't have to come. But also, also, they have to be attached to other things. I don't like pulling these movies out and just having them by themselves. Right. Because Guardians is attached to all the rest of the MCU. Right. 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 Yeah. Like this is, this is more of a standalone movie, but you have to put it into the DCEU. You have to. Yeah. You're supposed to. And DC is bad at keeping all that tonally connected, but. But yeah, like you're right in the in the larger context, you do have to look at both of them. And once again, you know, I think Marvel wins out in terms of overall arc. Uh, but I also think Marvel's got a big. This is something I haven't said on the show before. I think they have a huge challenge coming up in Phase Four. And the challenge yeah. is they got to they got to start. It can't be the same formula. We can't just do another phase that is just basically let's regurgitate these same concepts. And even if you do it expertly. I think people are going to start going, okay, well, that I think they're already doing it. I and think they've done that. Yeah, they're feeling yeah. that way about about uh Black Widow, I think a little bit. They're feeling I don't I don't know that maybe it'll push the the boundaries, but Shang-Chi might be a similar thing where it's like, <clears throat> all right, the Marvel template still works, but are we are we getting tired of that yet? And I just think they have a challenge ahead of them and I think they can do it, but I think they got I don't know. They got a. Uh, they got work to do. They they need to get away from the formula of all right. We we spend the first part of the phase assembling a bunch of characters, and then the the last movie of the phase we put them all together, group them up to fight a common bad. Yeah, which is great, but you got to have. I want some crossover before that. I want to see weird combinations. Like I want Groot to appear in Spider Man Far From Home or or you know stuff like that. I want I want um I, I, Far From Home already happened. Whatever it is, uh, <laughs> can't the go, home the, can't go home. home thing of this. Yeah, let's oh, go yeah. home. I finally got home. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider Man <laughs> Five. I already got home. Nobody nobody home. Spider Man Three. There you go. Home. There you go. Home um, alone. But no, that's that's what the comic books. You know, that's where comic books really excelled. Is that you pick up an issue of. 
uh, X-Men and you'd see uh, a random other Marvel character helping them out, being in there and, and doing stuff. And and that's what I think what I what I'd like to see from some future sequels. Obviously they're introducing characters with Shang-Chi. They're introducing characters with the Eternals, but when they get to some of these sequels, I want to see more yeah. more crossover between them. Yeah. I, they just I gotta think, shake uh, the template up a little, I think. For sure. People are gonna I think, start I think a big difference samey. is that on the Marvel side you have filmmakers overseeing the whole thing. Like at the top of production, the most executive producers are filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And for DC it's it's not like Walter Hamada is the guy who runs, you know, DC films. And that's, that's not a filmmaker. That's a, his, his entire career has been in production, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. a, a money guy, basically. Right. Uh, I, I don't think he's doing badly. Like I, I you know, I, I, I like what, you know, when I've seen this guy interviewed, I've like what he's had to say, but it's just, it's just not quite the same. Like your, your highest ranking pure filmmaker on the DC side is I guess Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. And yikes. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> well, meanwhile, they kill it at home. Yikes. They kill it with their original series stuff. They're killing it with their animated mm-hmm. stuff. And their comics have never mm-hmm. been better. I don't know what the disconnect is with their with the DC uh, MU or whatever. They need to just I, get it, in there. Some, there's some great movies. Like, you know, uh, Ibit mentioned Shazam. Man, that's such a good movie. Like, it it, mm-hmm. it, Looking it forward just, to part two. Yeah. It deserves to be more a part of the... Of the whole, I guess is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. There's an opportunity here. I guess what I'm saying is this next generation of films is Marvel's to lose and DC's to win if it goes, you know, if they really want to go for it. And and that may just mean that DC needs to finally freaking hire somebody. They need their own Figgy, whatever his name is. Oh, Kevin yeah. Feige. Need their own Figgy. Yeah. Get your own Figgy. Get whoever that is. Maybe it's Figgy. Pay him enough. I don't know. Do what you got to do. But mm-hmm. I want better out of them. And this is a great start. This movie is awesome. I guess if we haven't said that, this movie's rad. We like this movie. It, it is really good. Yeah. It's it's just um like it it makes me want to talk about other things, but I don't really have other things that are well connected to it. You know, right. it's right. it's like not even perfectly connected to it's <laughs> the movie that it's kind of a sequel of, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean the only thing that even makes again, I haven't seen the first one, but you know, Flag, Quinn, um uh Waller. And you're yeah. like, okay, well, I know they were there before, but do they even acknowledge any of that? Not really. I mean, even when they, she introduces Flag to everybody, it's almost like the filmmakers are saying, by the way, here's Colonel Flag in case you didn't see the one, the one in 2016. Yeah, and, and he plays a totally different personality in this one. So it really isn't the same Flag from the first one. Hmm. I like Joel Kinnaman a lot. I could yeah, I do too. Whatever. I didn't even like to that. see the first one again. I didn't think he was that different in character, but maybe it, it is. He been was, a while since I've seen yeah, he was a good bit different. He was, uh, he was more. He wasn't like part of the team. As a matter of fact, it was kind of weird for me to to be in the way he was in, in this one. It was a, it's a much different role, I think, hmm. or different yeah. way to play it. Well, we'll film sack it at some point, maybe sooner than later. It's on Max, so it's not like it'd be hard to watch. And speaking of Disney, I would like to sack Jungle Cruise. Oh yeah, yes. Brian loved it. He really liked it, didn't you? I did really like it. Yeah, yeah. He was a fan. Thought it was good. so good. That might be a good uh, point counterpoint. Yeah, wait <laughs> for it to be normal on the service, though. I ain't paying thirty bucks okay. for that damn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's good, but I don't know if it's thirty bucks good. It's I'm not giving bucks. Disney yeah. my money. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. We wouldn't have paid to see it. Did we not already have uh, a list? AMC a list. Yeah, that really? made sense. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. actually pretty excited about it. This is one of the movies that I want to go see and pay money. But Good Guy came out today, so or this week. Free Guy. So, Free yeah. Guy. Free Guy. I said Good Guy. I apologize. Yeah. Now you're in trouble. Stop naming your movies. What, like uh, that. Is that it's, in theaters is, only, or what's the deal with that one? What's going on with that? It's theater. That's theaters only. Okay. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. No, no day and date streaming uh, for that one. Boo! I keep hearing really good things about it. Yep, like, I think I'm going to talk Tina to seeing it today. Uh, so I will let you know on Monday. I love the two-phase approach. It's I will first talk her into it, and then we will see right. it, and then I will, I will tell you about it. Yeah, I, like yeah. That. <laughs> I don't think I'll have to talk her into it. She she likes uh, Ryan Reynolds like I like, uh, well, most Hollywood women. No, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like I like uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, a good reason. Uh, no, Scarlett Johansson doesn't. Um, it's a it's prime picking time for Scarlett Johansson to head over to the DC universe. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Do it. Do that right now. You know, it's hilarious. Um, this guy who directed this movie, uh, Sean Levy, Levy. Yeah, everything he's, he's ever directed is is like sub twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. For some reason, this one just is killing it. It's like everyone loves it. Audience scores through the roof. People. Is that really is Zach like Penn film uh, right? He he wrote this thing. Oh, right? did Zach Penn write this? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're right. He also wrote a rival, Sean Levy did, which is a great oh, movie. So but good. Sometimes great writers aren't great directors, but this this is uh, what I'm hearing is that they they actually get all the game stuff right, like they hit it all, and they and it's actually funny, not not like uh, wink wink. And remember Pac Man? Ha ha. You know, Sean Levy. <laughs> ha ha, Sean ha, ha. Levy directed the Night at the Museum movies, right? Yeah, and they're, ba- and they're bad. Good. I enjoyed no, those. Those are bad fun. movies. Those are bad movies, guys. They're bad. Oh, no, they're not. They're fun movies. They're bad. They're fun. Bad. They're fun for what they are. You go in with an expectation of that of that it's going to be a look who's talking kind of thing, and you're not disappointed. But don't. I mean, it's <laughs> wait a about minute. wait a it's minute. It's about Did you, you being at a museum look, overnight. You I mean, go into on. it expecting a look who's talking kind of thing, and you enjoy it because that is not true. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think look <laughs> who's talking is nearly <laughs> look who's talking good. is terrible. No, but it's that kind of movie. Okay, yeah, that look who's talking was garbage. But it's that kind of thing. You don't you don't go into it thinking it's going to be uh, Lady Bird or uh, uh, Lady Bird. Something along those lines. Go into it thinking it's going to be Hudson Hawk. There okay, you go. That's fair. Oh, wow. Slurp my butt. <laughs> Who's supposed to think that? Old people like us? <laughs> Me. I like Hudson Hawk. He loves I love Hudson, Hudson Hawk. Hawk. Old yeah. man. Ibbets. Yeah. Slurp my we butt. Just, yeah. uh, Slurp my we butt. just saw Sean Levy a few months ago. We watched uh, Real Steel on this podcast. Oh, and, uh, well, I like that movie. That's yeah. a good one. I think he's, a heart. I think he's okay for this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll see how Free it goes. Free guy. I wish that was streaming. Hey, guys, quick minute uh, to take out of our time here discussing this film with each other and talk about you getting better help today. Better help. Does that name sound familiar? Well, it should. Betterhelp.com is rad. So you got to ask yourself, what uh, interferes with your life? What messes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving goals that you've set for yourself? Well, BetterHelp will assess you and help you with your needs and match you with your I don't know, the very best licensed professional therapist. Could you ask for anything more than that? You connect in a safe and private online environment, so that's super convenient. And you can start talking to these guys in under 48 hours. All right, that's very fast also. Uh, This is all without having to sit in some uncomfortable waiting room, sifting through magazines that you don't know where they've been. (laughs) BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and uh, they'll make that super and easy and free, by the way, to change counselors if you need to. I think that's a really important point. And it's available for clients worldwide. No matter where you're at, you can get to them. 
And anything you share is confidential. 100%. Licensed professional counselors specialize in all sorts of stuff, but imagine getting help with your depression or your anxiety. Maybe you got a lot of stress right now. Maybe some trauma in your life. Sleeping issues? How about self-esteem? Anger? Grief? Any of those? Ring a bell? Some of these probably do. I want you guys to get a good deal, too. Start living a happier life today and get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash filmsack and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash filmsack for 10% off your first month. That's really good. Thanks, BetterHelp. All right, uh, let's uh, get to the uh, the clips of the show, the clips. Hey, guys, there's clips, and okay, uh, they're right. good. They're pretty good stuff. I got a few of them here. Let's start with this one. Uh, it's the weasel. Weasel. Oh, it's him just saying weasel. Weasel. That <laughs> <laughs> was it. Like the, the way weasel. He says it's like it. people are talking about the weasel. I like how he says it. Weasel. Weasel. All right. It's almost like that uh, sing-songy way that uh, the dude was saying, "Find me those <laughs> plates." <laughs> Last week. Yeah, that was so weird. All right, here's how letters work. What does TDK stand for? What? Your name is TDK, correct? Yeah. And it stands for what? Stands for me. That's what a name is. Your name is letters? All names are letters, dickhead. <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> I love that I part. love German speaking English. Yeah, that's yeah. the best. There's no better. I love it. I don't know who that guy is, but the javelin's great. That dude rocks. <laughs> uh, the weasel is dead. The weasel is dead! All right, so we're back to the weasel. He's dead now. Uh, I immediately knew the weasel wasn't dead when he said that. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> you were like, he's going to come back later. Uh, right. Love this Harley laugh, I wrote. Um, this is just a moment where she sees a really big gun and likes it. She's not there on the beach about to attack, and she makes this smirk laugh, and I just thought it was great. <laughs> I like that. I actually, uh, actually, when she picks up that uh, bazooka and fires it back at the army that's on the beach, and it yeah. like the half the beach explodes, I was like, "Oh, they're going to actually fight their way out of this." I, yeah. I genuinely believe. Yeah, and I'm bummed. I'm bummed that Amanda Waller had her in the team that she expected to sacrifice. It kind of pissed me off. You know what yeah. I mean? She shouldn't have been in that. Yeah. Group. Yeah. What the hell, man? I mean, it made it so you could go rescue her and all that stuff, but. And it probably made people who were expecting, like, if they would have seen a whole bunch of nobodies and didn't see. Harley Quinn that have been like, oh, okay, this is going to be a diversion team. They're all going to die. Yeah. But it for the audience is like, oh, okay, well, Harley Quinn's part of this team, I guess. Uh, That's a really good point. I hadn't are... even thought of it that way, but you're right. That's good misdirection. James, because you know Harley Quinn's in it, and uh, if they don't see her in the group, then yep. it's probably a distraction team. Doctor Hi- Harleen Quinzel. All right, here's the uh, here's right. the fu fight. Next time you want to nick something, you take a partner, and they can be a lookout. That's your advice. Yeah. You're a terrible father. Hey, I didn't ask to be a father know, in the first place. You make right? that your mother clear. sprung that one on me. Well, she's not around anymore, so you can lay off of her, okay? Oh, I tried to lay off her, but then she dragged out the paternity test. There were so many f bombs. It took me ten minutes to get all the bleeps in it. It was hard. Maybe but, 10 minutes uh, to get all the bleeps out. 
Yeah, that added some heft to the story. I like the daughter dad. Yeah, business. I did too. Yeah. yeah, and they revisit her as well later on. So that was good. Yeah, it was a little stereotypical, like uh, you know, tropey moment of like a kid at home watching TV, and then this person these she's had all these struggles with. She's like, "That's my dad." Like, there's pride now, and that's. I think the film earned it, though. I don't. I don't think it was. I yeah. Bad. I think it earned it too. I think that was good because they could have just went. We have your daughter in our back pocket. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 you don't. No, you, you don't do know not. me at all. You but don't. it was a straight up ripoff of the previous movie. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't well, see that. That's, bit. It's exactly what they did to Will Smith's character. Oh, did right? they? Oh, well, that's not. Uh, that makes me like that slightly less than. Uh, don't mess with Waller. Miss Waller, I don't stand down. Oh, geez, stand down. Oh, 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 Major oh, angry acting. Yeah, she gets Good pissed. thing she wasn't walking. <laughs> she does that a few times. <laughs> Here's some. We're just, we're, we're just gonna give it to you, Dunaway. It's fine. <laughs> this I wrote, more, I wrote. I wrote more than inside. I don't remember why. Here. I always hit my tongue. Is dead center. I hit them more in the center. They call something more in the center. I use smaller bullets. What? They go inside your bullet holes without even touching the side. Inside <laughs> your bullet holes. <laughs> Which. Which didn't make sense later because ultimately he was actually using bigger bullets. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah which I think was the point, yeah. but I don't know why he had bigger bullets. I don't. Yeah, I didn't get it either. It was it was like, a, maybe it was he just, thought he had the small. Maybe it's like bragging. I had yeah. the small, small yeah. bullet. No, guess I, what? I, I, yeah. I get that it's a joke. I really like the joke. I really right. want more of these two guys competing with each other. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, don't worry. He's not dead. There's a whole series coming yeah. to a clearly. Max, so clearly right. he's not dead. Uh, once again, the most comic book trope, right? Oh like, yeah. No one who no one who looks like they died might have actually truly died. Yeah. Right. Even the ones that got obliterated, I'm not so sure that even means they're dead. Yeah, I do. Right. I do like the use of the Jim Carroll bands, people who died in, in the opening credits to show everybody yeah. everybody <laughs> died, being dead. Died. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Such a great song. I, uh, the we didn't talk about it. Well, we'll get you know what, I'll save it. All right. I'm gonna play this part. This is my favorite line the shark ever uttered. Okay. So King Shark, my favorite thing he said. <laughs> Enjoy books so much. Enjoy books so much. <laughs> so much. I thought that really? was great. He's really good. Yeah. Now I keep hearing the Harley Quinn animated series on HBO Max features the best version of King Shark, and I haven't oh, seen really? that yet. Okay. But I keep I hearing seen it. any of that. Yeah. yeah, and that's a very rated R sweary mess as well, um, but done in the style of you know the DC sort of style. I really want to watch that. I gotta. I gotta get around to it. Um, cause they, people say it's basically suicide squad, but it's, you know, it's Harley Quinn, but it's, you know, it's all these weird side characters and that's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Exciting. Uh, rat catcher gets me. She gets me. I just woke up. I don't function well early in the morning. That sounds like me. Rat catcher. Is Her, she supposed to be Gen Z? Who is she supposed to be? Millennials. 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 Well, he called that's her that. What, that's what, uh, Cena says. No, that would that be scene. right. Cause she's my daughter's age. So she's 26. So they they are technically in the millennial hole, that group. Right, millennial hole, right yeah. in there. Yeah. But there was something about the way she said it that just resonated with me in my mornings. <laughs> All right, um, here's the polka dot deal. They call him the polka dot man. Now, why you want to hear that again is because at the end, John Cena makes a funny nose sound. So listen to that again. They call him the polka dot man. <laughs> <laughs> he snorts. And then uh, the entire character is unpacked in one joke, and that kind of—I don't know—that it didn't. It was a bit of a letdown. Really? You know, like it's I a like funny that. joke. What does he do? Throw polka dots and kill people? <laughs> you like it's a funny joke, but when when you do it that early in the movie, I'm just like, oh, okay. I guess that's that's all we're getting mm-hmm. is a character that throws polka dots. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a fair point. All right, here's uh, here's Kirk from Gilmore Girls slash uh, Rocket's uh, body double on uh, the other thing. Also, Mondu's or Rondu, whatever his name is. Ma- What's his name? What's Michael Rooker's character in the Guardians? Yondu. Yondu. <laughs> Yondu sidekick, whatever you want to call him. But here's Sean Gunn, the brother of the director, playing mm. dickhead in prison. Hey, poke it out, man. I was hoping you'd entertain my kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, I love Sean Gunn. I love it so much, uh, man. What a yeah, I love man. that he's almost got the the eye like a weasel's eyes, definitely modeled after his eyes. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I forgot to say this, but in the trivia, uh, James Gunn. There's a claim here that James Gunn based the weasel's portrayal on Bill the Cat from Bloom County. Yeah, oh, I, I could totally that. see that. Yeah, yeah. And, and now that you but, see um, it, now that you hear that, it's like obvious, but. Yeah, right. Um, Here's over. Oh, I love this. This was great. That is an overhead projector. That was a great little thing there with overhead. (laughs) I just want. I just want to say one more thing about Sean Gunn. Uh, His his entire existence it was summarized in that one line that you just played. (laughs) He he exists to be a funny looking, funny voice guy who has a one liner. And it just kills. Yeah, but that's his, that's all he's good for. No, well, if you're and a Gilmore's Girls fan, Kirk is a beloved character, but you're not wrong in the film business. Like that's all he does. You're right. Yeah, and and like for 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 my money, the the peak uh, Sean Gunn is an episode of Superstore called Secret Shopper, where he mm-hmm. literally has one line. He's just a he's just a walk on character. Superstore is full of those. They have all these interstitial jokes mm-hmm. in, in Superstore, yeah. and it's just like. That's all he's got. Sean Gunn is in this one episode for one quick scene. Interesting. He, he hits you in the face with with funny, and he's out. Then he leaves. So that's that's funny because one of the assistants is uh, Steve Ag- Agi. However you Agee. say it, he's in a he's in Superstore as well. He plays mm-hmm. a pretty good bit. So I yeah. didn't know there was that much more of a connection. Yeah, he's a huh. that guy's in. I need lots to of I need to start watching that. You guys rave about that. Superstore is yeah. great, Super especially story. now that it's finished. Like you can watch the yes. whole thing, and you it don't does, have to wait. Yeah. Thank goodness, it does feel like a. Uh, I don't want to start any show that's still going. Usually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. The ex kids in the hall guy. I never remember his name. Yeah, um, Mike McKinnon. I is think that, that is. He's so great in it. Oh my gosh, you'll love it, dude. It's just a great. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Great modern sitcom. Mark uh, McKinney. Yes, Mark McKinney. That's, that's, that's it. Is. He's amazing in it. All right, here's uh, he plays Gene, right? Gene, Gene. Uh, no, uh, what's his name? Um, not Gene. Oh crap! Uh, <laughs> Glenn. Gene? Glenn. Glenn. Glenn's amazing. Yeah. Glenn's my favorite character. All right, here's the another great scene. A moment. They've all heard this in the trailer, but whatever, it's still good. Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Mm-hmm. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna hang on to that. Oh, what's a chocolate starfish? <laughs> a dirty butthole. <laughs> Here's another uh, here's another line that's in the trailer, but I love it. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Spoken <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I hope so. It's <laughs> so good. All right, big bag of dicks. You should eat a big bag of dicks. All right, that's the thing to do. And then yeah. you got this. And you didn't you you didn't have leave in the reaction the response. I didn't because it's oh, it's in that tra- it's so prominent in the trailer. It's like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I want to just repeat it. Uh, but then there's uh, her responding. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? That's why madmen do what they do. That's so good. That's why madmen do what they do. That was actually the joke that made me rethink when I'm going to watch this with my kid. So mm. you know, he's, he's 11 going on 12. I'm starting to think the previous Suicide Squad movie would be okay not PG, too long right? from PG thir- now. PG-13. It's PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. It's still pretty 
gory yeah. and stuff, isn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, and this one, this movie is so R-rated. Like it's, it never stops being R-rated. But in that moment, I just thought, oh, he would love this joke so much. I don't remember mm-hmm. if anyone ever said it was violent, but was it? Was it pretty? Uh, I assumed it was just comic yeah, bookies. Yeah, pretty violent. Yeah. Not on this level, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. From what I remember, again, it's I, I, I guess I need to go back and watch because I forgot about some of it. It's, then. it's edited to be PG thirteen. Like a lot of the, the thing, yeah. like you, you know, you see someone shoot somebody, but you don't see the impact of the bullet. As yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, here's Harley uh, slapping the javelin, and it made me laugh out loud. Carry it for who? For what? What the heck? <laughs> that's another great joke that's a freaking great joke yep because it was all dramatic and he went yeah and it just died slowly and then she's just and you're not sure what's gonna happen any other movie would just be this sad moment because she made this connection with him and instead she's just whacking him trying to find out what he was gonna say i was laughing yeah Yeah. and that's and that's a that's the kind of joke that only harley quinn can pull off only margot robbie you know, like I was trying to imagine it in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like, who's right. who's slapping? I guess Star Lord is slapping the person because yeah. yeah. they want to know. Yeah, but it's just not as funny. Yeah. As it's them. not because Harley Quinn doesn't. She rides the edge, the the razor's edge of death. Right? She sees people die around her all the time. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. commonplace for yeah. her. Yeah, and she's like, sometimes she's like sensitive. Like, I mean, go watch some of her or read some of her origin stuff. Some of her more recent stuff. When she's, you know, Harleen Quinzel, the noted psychiatrist, and then her turn toward the Joker and all this other stuff, you may, it makes you realize how complex it is because she's actually got yeah. this really smart understanding of people and their behavior. And on the right. other hand, she's just losing it. And it's just a oh, great game. Oh, how I wish that was portrayed in the previous Suicide Squad movie. Scott, I'm mm. sorry. Mm. Uh, her backstory in the 2016 film is oversimplified to the point that it's embarrassing. I had a feeling. Yeah, I had a feeling. Uh, Stallone noises. I just picture him in the booth. (laughs) Okay, okay, Stallone, you're covering rats. Give me me a bunch of grunts. Just uh, 10 minutes of grunts. Just keep going. Pretend there there are rats all over you. Yeah, he's just, it's just ridiculous. If you try to picture it, it's even funnier. All right, here's a, I like this term from Elba. You are a little idiot. You are a little idiot. I loved loved his mask, like the the skull, teeth on the bottom of it and stuff. It's really cool. I like blind masks, like the ones in Halo and things where there's no like shield to look out of. It's just sort of, you think it's almost opaque or whatever. I love that. Yeah, the the circular, the the guys in red in The Force Awakens that uh, are trying to capture Solo, uh, I really like those, that kind of no no discernible eye holes kind of masks. Yeah, something about that. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, here's uh, Steve Agee doing his stuff. (coughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm good at my job. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, All right, spotting the dude. No. Shotting the dude? I was I was apparently drunk last night. I don't even drink. All right, let's see what this was. Defeat the beast. Oh, yeah, Sorry. shooting the dude. There's more. Sorry. There's more. Recently, I made a promise to myself that the next time I got a boyfriend, I'd be on the lookout for red flags. And if I saw any, I would do the healthy thing. For Rick flags or red flags? Red flags. <laughs> red, red flags. Yeah. She does see a red flag later on oh, in the film. De- oh. Dead flag. Oh, dead flag. Yep, that's even better because it rhymes with red. All right, dead, dead red flag. I red love, 
I love Rat, uh, Rat Catcher's voice. Here's the part I love. I'm going to get you out of here alive. There's something about her crusty freaking... Yeah. She's just so... Half, like, half asleep. I don't want her to ever die. I, I want her to live forever. I want those rats yeah. to... I want I want Sebastian on my own shoulder. I just love her that one. <laughs> and see, that was such a, a, an endearing moment between two characters. And it was obviously written at a time when they were setting up the possibility of one of them dying. And of course they didn't go that route. They, they had another primary character. It did feel that way. Yeah. So so I agree with you a hundred percent on the character, but isn't the character kind of spent now? Like, haven't we seen all that there is to see kind of from a character who mentally controls rats? What if she could, what if she could move on to goats or something like herds of goats (laughs) (laughs) or bats? It has to be animals that rhyme with, with a rat. Oh, like bat catcher. She could be bat catcher. catcher catcher. And then cross over with Batman and that'll get weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so there you go. Yeah, scrat like catcher, and then you have her in the tie in with, uh, with Weasel and the. I thought she was going to go scat catcher. I'm scat glad you didn't catcher, go there. Scat catcher, yeah. And then she <laughs> can go get that's... tattoos and be a tat catcher. It's all good. <laughs> Maybe the real distinction between Marvel characters and DC characters is that DC doesn't try harder to. Uh, to get away from what is their superpower like it's just that that defines yeah. the character more mm. you know because I, like maybe. that's my maybe my yeah. thing here is like what what you like is her relationships with others right yeah and that's and the I same reason he, the hulk works in the avengers because it's his it's more yeah. about the relationship with others and not him just being pissed and turning green mm-hmm. you know well, and, de- I, and, and and the hulk works going back 50 years right the hulk is right is this whole this whole thing Whereas, you know, Ratcatcher, you're Ratcatcher yeah. 2, sorry, you're kind of just like you're being given a, a, an incomplete character to start and all you've got is the superpower. Like, that's it. She's she well, has the, a power. For the film, and yes. But in the comics, she's, you know, she's got other stuff going on. There. But that's kind of like DC's whole take, right? I mean, it's like you start with a name first. Mm-hmm. And See, then I just don't know if I agree with that. Both Marvel and DC and really every old comic book company they all have the dumbest characters sometimes it's all just a matter of how you'd handle it so you know silver surfer galactus that stuff's dumb yeah but kirby and 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 stanley they they breathe uh more into their characters than just their powers they said oh well you know we got to give them but go back and read what i'm saying i don't i don't disagree with you in, in some of these cases but what i'm saying is go back and read like I did recently, go back and read like an old Fantastic Four or an X Men. Oh, you think uh, I didn't comic? go back and read the old Fantastic Four? Well, guess what? Because I want to know more about Kang, so I've done just that. Well, Thank you very but much. But my Scott point Johnson. is, listen to the way you know Magneto <laughs> does his like monologuing and and everything else. It's yeah. all yeah. really oh, it was lame and, and, and bad. I mean, if you go back, oh, okay, the- DC fanboy. No, yeah, I mean right. I know that's what this sounds like. But my point is, they all do it. It's, what I'm gonna <laughs> what, I, what I'm getting at is that Marvel, in a modern sense has figured yeah. out how to take something like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is on paper a pretty stupid... It's pretty stupid. Yeah. It's very it's like, stupid. we're smoking a lot of pot, it's the 70s, and we're making weird comics. That's what that comic was in the early days. Now, that doesn't mean they haven't been making great comics, because they have. Captain America started out as a really rah-rah America kind of character and is a really complex, interesting thing now over time. But that's my point, is like... Uh, Marvel has been better at doing that on the execution yeah. level on screen and DC has not. And I don't know why, because there's there's a lot there to work with and it isn't just mm-hmm. Batman. So I don't know why they're so bad at the film end, at least intermittently. And, I mean, Nolan And I on. did not, I, I was trying really hard to not make a Marvel versus DC argument. I was just trying to say, I think there's a distinction here in general where 
you have on on the Marvel side, you have characters that have interesting superpowers, weird names, et cetera, et cetera, and they immediately steer hard into relationships. And yeah, on the DC exactly. side, they don't. It's they they have darkness. these. Right, yeah, on the DC side, they're like, hold on, we need to have this character summon a million rats, and that's going to be the main thing that she does, you know? And right. all along, you're like, no, let her talk more to these other characters. Right. That's what I'm finding interesting. I totally agree. Darkness and, totally agree darkness and psychosis is a, a really much larger theme in most DC comics, whereas is uh, Marvel doesn't, they do have people with serious psychosis, but they don't. I don't think they like roll around in it and revel in it. No, you know? Marvel is definitely a more uh, positive, bright take. Yeah, uh, for sure. They, at least in a modern way. But uh, yeah, and maybe that translates better to screen. I mean, unless you're going full horror, which I think DC maybe maybe. But I think we're too easy to forget horror. just how B level some of these characters were before MCU happened. Like nobody cared yeah. about the Avengers the way they did X Men. Iron, Iron Man, Iron right. Man. Mm-hmm. Like Iron Man was kind of an also ran. It wasn't. We don't think it's hard of it that for me way to now. say because those are some of my favorite comics growing up. So it's hard to say well, what the mainstream. Me too, but 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 me. as a, but as a mainstream thing, you know, there's what Marvel did is no short, no 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 shorter than a miracle in my opinion. They just they figured out how right. to do this. Thor, Agreed. come on, dude, Thor should not work, but it freaking right. works, and now we just take it for granted. Not their standalone movies, except for the ones later on when he teams up with the Hulk. But yeah, whatever. Even then, though, <laughs> even then, there's. Well, you still... talking about the one where he's the lawyer? His the Hulk's lawyer? No, I guess it was uh, Daredevil was the Hulk's lawyer. Oh right, right. Yeah. No, you're thinking about the comics where don't forget Thor was a uh, a doctor with a That's cane. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doctor Don Blake, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lord. why they never worked I... that into the movie? I don't know. Well, Fine. they kind of did with the name tag in the yeah. uh, in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did they? Didn't even notice that, mm-hmm. that i still want beta ray bill that's what i want oh, oh that's that's gonna happen somewhere you think so, I mean, I that's think so. Just, yeah. yeah yeah that's a no-brainer it might animate it or something i don't know i um, you know yeah. bottom bottom line what if uh i'm ready right now for dc to re-employ christopher nolan and give him i don't know uh i i that's a i fill in the blank right like i you yeah, that was the most successful. Batman, okay. Batman is done. I'm done with. Ba- I have. A, I've had enough Batman. But like, what would it be? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'd the really Eternal. like a good Batman origin story. If we could maybe possibly yeah, get right, one of those. We, could, we could like explore the no, Batman no, just, origin just story. What, maybe what happened on that night with the, uh, uh, you know, with the, his dad, mom, and dad coming out of the movie theater and right, uh, yeah, yeah, out there in the could, alleyway. Like what we're actually if went we could down. Maybe there. get something. I don't know. They just need to explore that. Somewhere. Yeah, like so, yeah. maybe even flashbacks. Maybe maybe that would. Do there, it. You yeah. Yeah. there you go. There you go. That would be totally oh, fantastic. I've yeah, I've got it. Give. Give Shazam to Christopher Nolan. <laughs> How funny could that be? Like the, the the dark, brooding Shazam film. Yeah, starring- well, pretty much a Black Adam, right? And that kind of what they're doing right. here. Yeah, mm. I would have given yeah, him Eternals they- if if they hadn't already done it. I I really like who they gave it to, but I think that feels like a Nolan project. Mm. The Eternals does something like mm. that, a little more heady and a little more. I don't know. Ethereal. Listen, it's not too late to completely redo the Flash movie with Christopher Nolan. That's true. Oh, that's a, they need a strong flash. You no, know, they got they got Michael series. Keaton in really there. Really Mike, Michael Keaton's playing old uh, Bruce Wayne in that movie. I'm oh, the Batman thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I want to see that because he's. I, I mean, I, well, I would really like Batman Beyond is what I'd really like, and then put Michael Keaton yeah. in there. But 
If they're going to put them in anything, why not? You made me totally clench up just mentioning the Eternals. Mm. Like I, I just every hair <laughs> on my body stood up because I so want Chloe Zhao to succeed. Like oh, it's I do so, too. I like, love her. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm and, not and saying swap her out. I'm just saying if you were, you know, back in the day, if you were like, what's a good Nolan idea? I would have said Eternals. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad she's doing it. We are. We are yeah. less than two months from finding out. You know that uh, on that movie how how well she did, and uh, you know she both wrote and directed, or, or yeah. uh, adapted and directed. Which uh-huh. which character do you think is going to poop in a bucket in a van? Which one do you think? Uh, it's clearly going to be the Angelina Jolene. Yeah, okay. whoever Angelina, Angelina jo- Jolly is, she's going to. Although, <laughs> although you have to, you have to hand it to Kit Harrington. That guy can poop in a bucket. He sure can. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> he sure can. He all does right. all right. Where the hell was I? Oh my gosh, this. Episode. I don't know, man. But that was like we almost need. It's like we have an, another podcast for. Uh, you know why? <laughs> I know why. It's because. This is our. This is so in our veins. This kind of thing. Yeah. Right. It really it's is. It's impossible for not, us not to talk. All right. I'll rip through the rest of these. These are all pretty quick. So here's John Cena popping off. Easy, Inspector Gadget. Little drink never hurt nobody. Ain't nobody never <laughs> Never hurt nobody. All right. Go back now, inside. And now he he oh. was he called Doctor Who Inspector Gadget. I just want to point that out. <laughs> know, that was really <laughs> That's great. a good point. Yeah. That was really great. Hats off yeah. to Capaldi for even doing this. Um. All right. Go back yeah. inside and still do it. What? Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. Oh yeah, that part when she escaped. That was great. Uh, then she said this. It's like angels are splooching all over us. Also good. <laughs> Again, splooging all over her, us. Her her delivery is, I mean, you mean the accent may annoy people, but I think she's great. Yeah, I think yeah. she's great. And yeah. also, her was, saying "we ain't got none" about accents is literally in an accent. I th- that's the joke, right? Isn't that the joke? Yeah, that, that's the joke. Right? Yeah, yep. she she's all one. accent. Yeah, Margot Robbie is to me what Ryan Reynolds is to my wife. There you go. That's a good. There you yeah. go. That's a great comparison. Did Ryan Reynolds ever show up naked so that Leonardo DiCaprio could stare at her at the door? Did that ever happen? It's a bonus scene in uh, Deadpool Two. Okay, good. Right. I'll have to check yeah. that out. I actually haven't seen Deadpool Two. I don't know why. Because you're too busy reading comics. I know to see a, a freaking comic book movie. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. All right, here's a, a. Yeah, there was a discourse on uh, Twitter this week where women were asking each other if you're on a first date and uh, uh, you ask a man, you know, what's your favorite movie? What are the red flags? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, like, because if a guy, if a guy says, you know, my favorite movie is fight club, like there he's oh, telling God. you too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading this, I was reading this, these threads because it's funny. And I was just like, I was stunned when somebody said Wolf of Wall Street because I'm like, no, I think yeah. I think I want it to be okay for a guy to like that movie. But yeah. I, I realize why it would be a red flag. But I, oh, I love that movie. Well, yeah. I want it to be okay. Fight Club's a favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie, but it's up in my top ten. And I like now I know that I can't use that on a first date. Damn it! Yeah. No, no more first dates for Ibit. Unless your first date walks in, slams uh, a big penis dildo thing on the desk and there we you go. make it shake if, like if like, my well, first date is with helena bonham carter i'm good to go you're good to go uh, <laughs> i'll set the go all right here's a i like when he john cena said this quit being a play baby quit being a play baby a play baby i know i love that yeah. that's one of my favorite lines he's really yeah. good and then and then the shark peacemaker peacemaker i made a peacemaker oh. i made him out of explosive c4 <laughs> Me like read book. All right, here's a doc, the Doctor Who guy. Sorry, old chum. These two are here to kill you. It's out of my hands. It's great. He's great. Mm-hmm. It's out of my hands. What a she perfect, perfect cast, casting for him. 
Uh, laughing Sly Stallone. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Every time you do that now, I'm picturing him in the booth, like making those yeah. noises. You have to. I'm really. And that's the best one so far. Yeah. Even better is that, that that's Steve, the, Steve Agee yeah. in a green suit while he's running. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. that, that scene actually upset me. Did it? Why? Oh, really? Yeah, it, it not not for why you made those You're like, oh, turned okay. on him or uh... no, that didn't bother me at all. It bothered me that they we now have two uh, experiments going on oh. in this place, but no third, no no third anchor to tell me. You know what's going on exactly? Why? Why just these two experiments and nothing else? Well, they were connected, it, it, though, right? Weren't maybe little... feel unsettled. Like, again, I just want to say again, the detours in this movie are just like they're almost too much. When we have King Shark looking into an aquarium, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's right. it's like okay, that's interesting, and they try to make it beautiful and wondrous, but then it goes too far. You know, mm. like it's just no, mm. it almost goes too far. I agree with you on that. Like, that's where I think some of the genius in this film is. Mm-hmm. It goes right up to the edge and then pulls back. And you're like, that was amazing. And if it had been any more than that, I would have hated it. Like, that's that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. it is. It it's is really hard to do. And I now, I'm not going to complain. Like I said, it just made me feel I I incomplete. knew I knew the instant I saw those creatures that they were piranhas. I knew that's funny. I, I had no clue. I had no clue. No, I, I was either. totally, yeah, I was totally caught off guard. However, my uh, my movie buddy was like, "Yeah, I saw that coming." Yeah, <laughs> big dummy. But also, you got to understand ensemble uh, films where everybody in it is unique as hell, like this, and the same same with Guardians, same with Avengers. Really, it's it's a deft hand to to give everybody the screen time they need to be worth having on screen. And I think Shark didn't have enough going on until that moment, and then he had enough going on. Like, yeah, that. That they needed this little bit of him, and I like how it turned on him. <laughs> like that. It, By the way, uh, the trope, <laughs> if you want to look it up, is called "killer rabbit." <laughs> oh, okay, nice. the, makes sense. The killer, the killer rabbit trope is all about yeah. the the cute cuddly so cute. that turns on you. Turns on yeah. you. What's a good example? Let's think of one. Um, oh, there's so many. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, yeah. Happens all the time. Oh. I mean, people will come up to something uh, and they'll go, "Oh, ain't you cute?" Yeah, so the, like, the, yeah there's the some animated of, thing where, right, where yeah, what Jurassic Park of? when uh, when oh, Newman goes up to the. Uh... Well, um, so the I name just... of the trope comes right. from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, right? The rabbit. Uh, that's... Right, but then um, Ewoks are a pretty good example. Oh, he'll tear uh, your face off. Yeah, Ewoks are freaking crazy dangerous, but yeah. they're generally. But, nice. there, but there's not a moment of like get up close to and go oh you're so cute and it goes and then just like right that's you. the thing there's a movie where that <laughs> happens where it's like all of a sudden this thing opens its mouth hisses and it's got sharper teeth and it's yeah, yeah. What, what, um, I, what am i thinking of it's um it, you're thinking of the exact thing i'm thinking of yes yes so, um like that is, funny or something and uh, nedry nedry in jurassic park right he's yeah. uh yeah. he's yeah. looking at some uh dilophosaurus's yeah and they that's look like the, uh, the red on arrow light that brian dunaway just gave us oh so. yeah that's right yeah. he said that yeah. one uh so that's newman <laughs> oh yeah newman when he's out there so wait what's the other what is um, the animated thing i know right it's like a bunny or a Lilo and Stitch? I don't know. No, no, it's a the CG. The one I'm thinking of is like a Pixar animation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's not Monsters Inc. Is uh, it? The Gopher and Caddyshack? No, no. way newer. Way last newer. last ten years, kind of thing. Uh, 
home? I don't know. No. Shit. No. This is going to drive right. me up this a is, tree. We're going to get a list on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. Like so many. Yeah. Yeah. Someone will, you know, someone will find it. You guys at home, let us know. All right. Let's get some kaiju mm-hmm. up in this shit. We've got a freaking kaiju up in this shit. <laughs> that was fantastic. That's, a, that's the beginning of a guitar thing at the end, but it's really. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk that's, about uh, what, what's, uh, what's that guy's name? Steve Agee. Steve Agee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy, the uh, comedian? Yeah. I, I thought uh, he reminds me of another actor, another comedic actor who looks and sounds like him. Mm. And I'm forgetting his name. Yeah. He, I'm sorry. Go no, on. You're fine. It's like uh, it's us and our fuzzy animal problem. We can't remember anything right. now. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the last minute you get with Polka Dot Man. I'm a superhero! And then that mm-hmm. thing came down and killed him. <laughs> His mom creeped the hell out of me. I know that's the point, but <laughs> when she yeah. when they're in the bar and all the people in the bar are her, that yes, really yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And he's just really... when he looks at the rest of the Suicide Squad yeah. and they all look like him. Even the rat has. Yeah. Uh... I was laughing so hard, <laughs> and she was the sh- big fat shark head and everything. Oh my right. god! Yeah, so good. All right, uh, the city is mine. This city is mine. Whoever that was got a cool role. Shut play. up, Starro. Yeah, Starro. Get out of here. Uh, I didn't. Reca- I didn't cap it, but the the sort of um, like Cuban dictator looking general that took everything over after. Oh, the oh yeah, you want to take everything over? He didn't want to rule, but you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't think of his name. Yeah, there's a there's a like a shot uh, just looking at his face while he looks around. Yeah. Before he dies, yeah, he's just looking around. Yeah, with the eye, it's great. He's, he's great. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, the. That's all our clips. So that means I got to push another button. That's this one. Well, looky here. It's time for the film sack checklist. Flowers where blood should be. Check. John Cena would eat a bunch of dicks for his country. Oh, what he said he'd do. Yeah. For freedom. And finally, yeah. the yeah. thinker yeah. was a real stinker. Check. Mm. Uh, let's move on to uh, Star Trek connections. Were there any? There were. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's just have one though. Let, let's have, let's one, have one, and that's Idris Elba. Mm. Um, since this is the first time we've ever seen him in a film sack movie, this is the first time we're talking about him as Crawl in Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot was. of people out there who have really slept on Star Trek Beyond, in my opinion. I love that uh, movie. It is yeah, easily my favorite of the three. Not even close. Uh, you know, written by Simon Pegg, directed by Justin Lin. Uh, it, it makes no sense that Star Trek Beyond is the final Star Trek film, uh, except mm-hmm. I guess not enough people watched it, you know? Yeah, I don't think people gave it any credit. They were tired or whatever, but I still, it's the easily the best one. I love that movie. And I will, I'll go to my grave saying that's the best, best of the Abrams reboot Star Trek movies. Maybe not the yep. best Star Trek movie, and but it's up there. I can't wait for you to eat those words when somebody posts a tweet they shouldn't have. Well, it'll happen. It's fine with me. And Idris Elba. Bring it on. Right in there. Yeah, he's right in there. He's a bad guy. Um, uh, Soundtrack grade. I'm going to give it a G for great. It was real good. The use of, you know, songs from different eras was, as usual, very James Mm -hmm. Gunn perfection there. Um, I really wish that the trailer song Dirty Work was in here because I just think that's a great song. Uh, It matches the content. And uh, boy, have we seen John Murphy movies for Film Sack. Or at least uh, a couple just sprang straight to mind. Oh, see uh, the score. He, comp- the- he composed the music for yeah. Miami Vice, mm. uh, the movie. Yeah, uh, he he was a composer on Sunshine. Oh, uh, love Sunshine. I think he is. I think he is really, really good at being just understated enough 
that you're paying attention to the movie and not the music, yeah. but not so much that you're like, where's the music? Yeah. Like it's just, it's just the right fit. I love this guy. Yeah, but did you have a p- favorite of popular yeah. songs that played like, um, I don't know. Uh, well, people who died, I mean, that is that, that probably was my favorite, but there was a, I want to say it was either a Rhett Miller or an old 97 song was the one that they used for the Harley Quinn falling in love with the generalissimo that was like, it made me feel like, all right, so he is not, you know, James, James Gunn is not always going to dip into the seventies borderline eighties. Well, Mm -hmm. he's going to go, you know, pull out some new stuff as well that, that fits perfectly. I need to look at this soundtrack and see, Mm -hmm. But if, uh, it, it's, yeah. I need someone to agree with me that putting her breakout to just a gigolo and I ain't got nobody was so freaking funny. Oh, it was great. Absolutely great. Yeah, that was yes. really good. I also liked the intro or the very beginning oh, with the, the start. Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah, the Folsom Prison Blues that's, was a great pick. That's a good way to bring just it Just a really yeah. good, I don't know. He's just good at that. That soundtrack's great. And it's up on Spotify yeah. and Apple Music and stuff. People want to hear it. I'm looking uh, at the uh, list here, and I, oh, "Point of No Return" by Kansas. Hell yeah, another great one there. Yeah, songs you never might, think about, and then suddenly there it is in his movie. Yeah, maybe that is uh, "Whistle for the Choir" by the Fratellis. Hmm. hmm. I'll need to listen to the soundtrack and see if I can figure out who did that song. That uh, that apparently isn't by the uh, old '97s or Rhett Miller. Well, hmm. the things you know about music. I, I've forgotten more. Could fit in a thimble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of how it works. Um, all right. Here's the uh, uh, the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. And today, we're going to reverse everything and start with Randy. The Suicide Whoa. Squad 2021. It's the Pete Davidson of movies. It's weird. It's covered in incomprehensible symbolism. It's a lot of fun. And you kind of feel sorry for it because it lost its parent on 9-11. I give it four starfishes out of five right in the ass. Oh, wow. I forgot nice. Pete Davidson's dad died in 9-11. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's rough. That'll mess with you. Um, all right. Uh, let's go now to, to Brian Dunaway on the street. The Suicide Squad. I love this movie. It's like James Gunn is splooging all over us. Oh, I probably shouldn't have tweeted that. <laughs> Very nice. Very nicely nice. done. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. The Suicide Squad. If you avoid this film because you didn't like the first one, you die. If you avoid this film because you didn't <laughs> like Birds of Prey, you die. If you go rogue and start running from the beach, you die. Oh, savant. You <laughs> <laughs> really chickened out at the end, that guy. Really and did. I don't know. I was kind of... Really good. Because you thought he was so cool for school going in, and then... Right. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Freaking Pete Davidson. What a, what a yeah, I, I don't think you need to watch Birds of Prey, but I do want you to watch the first one. And I just want to say, I think this is my favorite DC movie across the board since Dark Knight. Yeah. Same. I think this is. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's I really like, I really like Joker, but it's, it's such in a weird category. It's in different. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. I mean, it is a DC film, but it really isn't the first thing you think of when you think of DC films. No. It, no. Yeah. It feels like a one-off black label comic. Like it's It's like when you think of X-Men films, you don't think Logan. Right. Immediately. You right. think of all yeah. of those other <laughs> Right, but if you're going to put them all together, then you would say Logan's probably I mean, it's my favorite. Logan's Logan's the best of the bunch, yeah, yeah for sure. But it feels like a one-off comic like in the comics. That's why uh-huh. I think I love those things. They feel like the one-off uh graphic novel that isn't part of the main stretch, you right. know. Right. I love that. Love that kind of stuff. 
Um, I finished Old Man Logan not long ago. That's an awesome series, by the way. People oh, should read that. Cool. That's what you Logan read was. Old Man Quill next. Yeah, Old Man Quill and uh, all the old men. Let's get all the old men in there. <laughs> a few, a few old men. Yeah, <laughs> a few old men. Uh, all right. Well, those your those are your things. Now this. Oh, look at that. We got ourselves a little piece of paper here, just handed to me. Uh, this is the alternate titles. It was almost called King Shark Read Good. Or yeah. <laughs> a starfish is born. <laughs> oh, nice. Get it like a star is born. Get it. Uh-huh. All right. uh-huh. Uh-huh. Moving on to our emails this week. We got some emails from listeners at filmsack at gmail.com. Mark from New Haven wrote in and said, hello, guys. How's it going? I just listened to your recent episode about the A-Team, episode 522, and you were discussing the bra- or sorry, best moments, or rather, I'm sorry, best movies based on TV shows, and you missed a big one. Well, big to me. It was one of my favorite uh, movies growing up. I must have seen it 20 to 30 times at least, and you even covered it on one of your earlier episodes. It is 1994's Maverick. It's not a direct mm, continuation yeah. of the TV series, as James Garner plays a different role, but it's just tons of fun while keeping the spirit of the show intact, in my opinion. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Keep it up, breezy and sleazy. Mark from New Haven. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a good point. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I liked Perfect. that movie. And it was kind of a good time for Mel Gibson before he said dumb things. So, uh, yep. yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, let's see. Karen Kieran wrote in. Hey, Sack. Oh, Karen. Karen. Oh, not a Karen. Not Karen. Yeah, we don't want to talk to a Karen. Unless no, your name is Karen. Not, nice. Nice. We, not all Karens are alike. No, I know. No, no. It's, a, it's unfortunate their names have been besmirched with this broad of a blanket, but whatever. Anyway, hey, Sackers, greetings from Australia. Longtime listener here, and I love your work. Was excited recently to listen to the Alien and Alien Pods. Uh, pods, get it? Pods. Yeah, it's pretty good. The oh, alien- you know, I'll allow it because of the use of alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. This is the only time, by the way. The yep. only, the only yep. way you ever get pod. You get me. one. Otherwise, this right. email gets trashed. Uh, <laughs> the Alien franchise is up there with my top three, and Aliens itself is my absolute favorite movie of all time. I'm looking forward to hearing the upcoming podcast on Alien Three. I wanted, to, or sorry, I wanted to point out, in case you weren't aware of it, and even if you are, my apologies. That uh, like Aliens, there are no act- there, there are actually two cuts of Alien Three. There is a theatrical cut and the assembly assembly cut. I hadn't heard of that. Uh, however, unlike Aliens, the assembly cut is not a version with extra footage that didn't make it into the theatrical version, but it does contain scenes that actually make the movie slightly different, and I believe better than the theatrical version. Spoiler alert: the alien bursts out from a different animal. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Oh, was it the cat? Might have been the cat. Anyway, yeah, it better not be the cat. Well, better not be because originally yeah, it was the dog, there. right? It was a dog in the prison. That... Yeah, but there was. I mean, it wasn't like Jonesy came back. Where was Jonesy? Jonesy he was back on Earth. Yeah, he left. Yeah, we learned that last week. Oh. I mean, a she weeks ago. she said you're not coming with me, and the cat's yeah, like, "I'm yeah, right. I'm not." Now I'm He's like, "Am I being fired?" Now I'm legit. Like, yeah. I'm where curious. was there a cat on that prison planet? Yeah, or whatever it is. Um. She says animal. Anyway, I'm not sure if you're planning on watching the theatrical cut or the assembly cut, but if you haven't seen the assembly cut, I would recommend giving it a go. It'd be interesting to hear your take on it. Keep up the good work. Sure. Cheers, Kieran. Yeah, I'm if we can get a, our hands on that, at least one or two of us, because um, that's somehow that sometimes right. I, how this goes. Um, I think that'd that's be great. On, is it one of the specials on Voodoo? Is it? I have a couple of different cut. ones. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let, I'm looking. Assembly Continue. Cut. Why are they called assembly? What's that? Because a bunch of kids, uh, a bunch of kids sat uh, cross-legged uh, on a gym floor and watched it. Okay, interesting. So it's mostly a story. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, Alien Quadrilogy box set was released with the newest created cut, 
called The Assembly Cut. It attempts to reconstruct David Fincher's work work print, whatever that is, um, but goes further and adds color correction, uh, see additional, a couple of effects changes and some remix sound. Well, anyway, that seems... That seems worthy. I'd I'd see that. Yeah. Totally does. By the yeah. way, the way a work print is, is kind of like you, how you kind of you don't put all the special effects and everything. It's kind of like put all the scenes together in a rough cut. Oh, okay. Like animatics are in there to hold space for special effects and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. it's the it's the spirit of the film, right? I, I wonder. Well, I'm looking to see extras. I've got the I, I bought the Alien Three digital, mm. and I'm seeing what the. So 2003 special edition would that be the I think so. It says 03 okay. was the was the box set. So probably. Okay. Then that's probably it. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't say anything cool. about it. Well, then I'll be watching the assembly cut. Yeah. Or if not, you won't know till you do. So we'll see. And all of a sudden I'm talking loud because this is really loud in my ears. Oh. There we go. All right, there you go. I hate I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for playing something, play something local. Yeah. Yes. Like I actually, you guys accidentally hear it. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, earlier I accidentally started that uh Wiley Coyote clip I sent you guys on oh, Discord yeah. and I was like, I couldn't hear anything y'all were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I guess I'll be watching the assembly cut, Brian. <laughs> I always worry that what's in my headset is going to bleed out and get picked up by my mic. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. hear it really faintly, but you're going to yeah. know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get off that. It's a genuine it. phobia of mine. It's fair. It's a fair phobia to have. We all have it at one time or another. Fair phobia. Speaking of phobias, uh, if you're all scared of watching Short Circuit from the 80s, too bad. We're watching it next week. Short Circuit, the first one. Mm. Uh, next week on the pod. Yep. On the I- Literally standing my, I am literally standing beside myself with excitement. Oh, I'm look, not going to uh, do it in his voice. Uh, and at, <laughs> listen to Brian, avoiding both uh, uh, ethnic insensitivities and uh, yes, if you are if you are offended by ethnic, uh, yeah, don't watch this. Is the sensitivities could be uh, painful. Yeah, it's a problem. I'm actually, I'm looking forward to talking about that because I think we can go into it, uh, oh, yeah. you know, w- w- like openly. We always do. Yeah. Sure. And the good yeah. news sure, is sure, we sure. have we have some some Indian individuals, comedians who have, mm-hmm. you know, specifically spoken about this role. So, I mean, yeah, they we have information this... on what was thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's call out this exact between, thing. between now and next episode, I will be looking up Hari Kondabolu's feelings about this movie. Right. I would yeah. like I would really genuinely like to know. Yeah, that dude's funny. Um, all right, short circuit. That's this coming week. I don't know where it's streaming. Does anyone know? Where's the HBO? HBO Max again. HBO. <laughs> it's a place to get movies lately. I don't know, man. Yes, HBO Max is this okay. one confirmed. We're, okay, we're in the middle of a little HBO Max uh, streak, but we're about to flip over to Amazon Prime after that. All right, uh, Netflix. Don't worry, we'll get back to you. We'll be around. Will we? Yeah, will we? we will. I'll tell you time. what. When you lower my price and stop raising it, maybe we'll be back. Yeah, maybe we'll talk, <laughs> buddy. Mm. Uh, well, in the meantime, filmsack.com is where all things are for you to find if you need them for stuff to do with the show. So go there. Filmsack at gmail.com is that email address. Love getting those. Filmsack on Twitter. And leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Nom, nom. We'll see you next time. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Weasel. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.